Well, hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Bomb City Podcast. Uh, my name is Nick. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. Uh, and if you're a returning listener, thank you for coming back. This episode's a fun one. I say that all the time, but this time I really mean it. <laughs> this is episode 14, my interview with Jeremy Jack and Kyle Martin at their shop, Martin Color and Style. Uh, my wife Josie uh, tagged along on this one, so you'll, you'll hear her voice in the interview. Josie and I had just been up at the Autorama the week before we did this, and we had a great time. It was the first time we've ever showed her car and done a display like that in the suede room. So we had plenty to talk about in this episode because uh, if you looked around at the suede room, and I'll, I'll post up a lot of pictures on the blog, man, like just about half the stuff in that building, at least all the interesting stuff, was uh, was built by Jeremy Jack or Kyle in some way or another. So when I heard about their shop in Napa, I had to go and see it myself. So this is the interview. I hope you like it. These guys were super cool, super nice, super talented, and I think they're on the start of something really special out there in Napa. Here's episode 14, Jeremy Jack and Kyle Martin from Martin Color and Style. Thank you so much for listening. Cool. So, yeah, I guess uh, to get started, why don't you tell me, like, introduce yourself and let's talk about how you got into cars. Okay, so my name is Jeremy Jack. I'm 33 years old, live here in Napa, California. I'm a contractor, uh, HVAC and sheet metal contractor, and um, I've, been, I've owned a company here for 10 years, and uh, that is what uh, funds uh, my car thing, you know, yeah. in, every, in every way. So um, I got, I don't know, I, my, my parents were really like, they had, uh, you know, Toyota Camrys and, and a pickup truck and, yeah. you know, just nothing cool at home. Definitely didn't come from there, you know. Did you grow up here in Napa? I moved around a lot. I grew up, I was born in Vallejo and uh, grew up in Marin and then moved moved 11 times. But My parents were uh, investing in real estate and so they just pulled us all around. I mean, more than anything, early on we were into like to BMX and skateboarding and dirt jumping and all that kind of, and then into dirt bikes and all that kind of stuff. But um, after... Uh, well, I, I moved to Sacramento after, eventually, moved to San Diego after high school, and then Sacramento, bought a house really early, and started working for a big uh, commercial um, construction company in Sacramento. And so I was, I was downtown, and I was out at night, and I was really young, turning 21 up there, bar hopping, all yeah. that kind of stuff, uh, going into the tattoo shops, and couple of them frequently and that's when I I I saw that scene actually in Sacramento it was like the tough guys had like a chopped custom car and and they were always I I can't remember any seeing anything uh fancy there was always like primer or or satin or something like that something in progress in totally in progress or the best that they could do I guess that's probably more like it, that it was a guy that, you know, that probably made under 20 bucks an hour or somewhere around there and, and maybe had a family. He was going, he could make it down to the tattoo shop and get like, you know, something like that or at the bar or be, with, yeah. you know, and that's really where I saw it. And I, and then some stuff was happening here in Napa too, which was back at home for me, but I was, I never really planned on coming back yeah. um, early on. So... It was kind of like a combination of things. And then I start, you know, as soon as I 
started making a little bit of money, with like a little bit of money, yeah. when I should have paid my mortgage payment, um, I would buy, I bought like a $1,500, um, like 1950 Dodge four-door uh, sedan that was just hammered down. And I, uh, you know, put Mexican blankets on the seats and hung a shrunken head from it, and, uh, from the wind, from the uh, rearview mirror. And that was it. That was, I thought that was it. I was in the, in the club, you yeah. know? And the whole thing was like <laughs> so fucking rusty. <laughs> I would drive it all over the place and it would kind of like, uh, <clears throat> I had this really fancy girlfriend. And uh, she, fancy girlfriend. yeah, she was like, she, she was, you know, she was a hot chick, but she was like, uh, fan, like Gucci, like the, all that kind of stuff. Like she was just, you know, she came from Napa and she, it, she, we continued <laughs> up there. So anyway, uh, she, but she really liked the idea, but then when we really were like driving somewhere yeah. in that car, she would, she was like, I don't know, this isn't for me. I can smell <laughs> your exhaust coming through your <laughs> firewall and all that stuff. So like as time went on, I just kept working and kept like, uh, kind of buying and selling and, but with intention to always keep them, never like to flip them back then, but I would sell something when I got to a certain point or it wasn't going to go anywhere, I'd sell it, you know, or to pay a bill, I'd sell it or something like, and then, um, just making more money and becoming more of an adult and, and, um, becoming, uh, successful at, at what I do, I was able to start, uh, it all, it, it just came down to start spending more money and my skill set was being built by my career. So, um, I could, uh, I just, my collection got bigger yeah. and better and it, it, it's getting better and better and better. How many Even, cars do you own? um, 15 under wow. 1957. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, an astonishing number of those run too. Yeah. And that's, sometimes people say, oh yeah, I got 15 cars and it's like, you know, they took over their like uncle's house and they're like, <laughs> like, uh, you know, broken down and never going to come back. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but, I'll yeah. get to that someday. Yeah. I'll, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do uh -huh. that someday, you know, and I have some of that stuff too. Um, and I'm kind of, uh, right now for some reason I'm trying to, uh, clean house a little bit. So I'm, um, leveraging some of my, um, projects to, um, that my, some of my friends have been eyeballing stuff that I've stashed, you yeah. know, and, um, they always make comments like, Oh man, you should start building that. You should start doing that. And I don't personally have the intention, maybe someday, yeah. you know, but I, it's not on the front, it's not on the front burner. And so I've kind of noticed when they say something like that. And so now I'm kind of using a couple projects for money and I'm, <laughs> so I'm trading. They really like something that I have that I'm not uh, gonna do I do love it but I'm not gonna build it right now and they yeah. would yeah. so we're doing one I have this really rare little Dodge hot rod a three window coupe I've had it forever uh, I hid it from like I was what I was finishing up that story my my ex 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 girlfriend she hated that I liked cars and uh, and so she would be pissed if Why I would you date someone like that it didn't last after finding that out yeah. you know she thought it was awesome for a while. And then yeah. when I wasn't like the novelty wore off, uh -huh, novel, it was a novelty for her. Yeah. So anyway, so I, uh, we had it 
I had a the body was sitting in the shop and I had a big canvas drop cloth over it and she and I was actually like this is I, I was 24 something like that you know so it was like um, she would come in the shop and I didn't want her to know I had it because I didn't want to get in a big argument with her and we were really like interlocked like we lived together all this kind of stuff and uh, she ne never even asked what what's under there. Never even looked under it. Never had any kind of clue, you know. So anyway, that that ended. Um, and uh, so anyway, from like, I'm using that Dodge to give to a, a friend that he's going to finish this uh, 1957 uh, Ford Step Van that was the uh, guy that was credited for uh, stabilizing the atom bomb. It was his work truck from oh, the wow. 60s into the 90s, and he died in the 90s. And he retired after his rocketeer career way up in the hills, and he was like this in Napa. Wow. And it was like mad scientist, reclusive, like crazy, crazy. kind of yeah. guy. And it was his work truck, and he would like come up and down the hill and go down to the, go to the lumber yard or whatever he had to pick up it was like his work truck at home yeah. so i got his book and i have the i have the van it's it's gonna be a totally like a traditional custom kind of shop van kind of thing that uh we're gonna like put cruiser skirts on it you it's already really sort low of nod to like what he did in there somewhere um it's gonna be called the uh it's gonna be called the fujiyama mama <laughs> and so it's <laughs> that that's uh, so like <laughs> but it's it's so bulbous and and like it's like this and it's slammed and it's uh yeah so it's it's gonna it's gonna have that's to awesome. do with the, the yeah bomb, that's really you know? good. yeah so we're and we're doing a mid-engine 460 uh metal flake you know like exposed you open the door and it's sitting right there yeah. so you're gonna be sitting right next to the motor and it's like i don't know it's just like a wild idea but anyway that's that's just one one of the little things i just got a my next my next projects are going to be this 1950 ford shoebox mm -hmm. and a 49 uh, mercury chop top hard top and so those are and we also have a, a uh, i have a nice uh model a pickup that was um that just needs to be kind of put back together it's already finished and it was a finished car truck and somebody um a guy the guy that owned it before me um tj o'connor who uh technically i'm the second owner from ford because it was in his family yeah. its whole life and um and he just got an itch and offered it to me and i, and I got it from him okay. so uh, it was it's been in uh traditional rod and culture is a feature and so i'm gonna bring it back my way so yeah so that's that and then the shop uh you know could bounce back to bounce over to kyle for his uh uh yeah <laughs> kyle why don't you hop in <clears throat> the water's so, warm all right yeah <laughs> in, this hot, in this hot tub yeah um uh, all right uh okay so yeah, I saw there's a bunch of pictures of the shop here, like you and your family, like recreating old photos. Um, yeah, I guess that's probably a good place to start from. Okay, um, okay. Well, I'll, I'll introduce myself. So I'm uh, I'm Kyle Martin. Uh, I'm 37 years old. I grew up here in Napa. Um, I do come from, unlike Jeremy, uh, you know, I think it's kind of cool how we all can arrive at the same point you know, but have very different 
backgrounds. You know? yeah. So, so uh, um, my some of my earliest memories. Uh, one of my good ones is uh, uh, getting picked up from elementary school in uh, 50 Merc with yeah. my dad, and uh, it was a it was a white primer flames. My dad done had done it all himself. My dad is a artist, uh, machinist by trade. Um, his dad was a machinist. Um, he's in a lot of the pictures I have hanging on the walls. He was a, uh, a early hot rodder, um, ran around with a club uh, out of Vallejo called uh, North Bay Rodsters. A lot of people uh, mess the name up. They think it's North Bay Roadsters. But my dad always said that, no, they had guys in the club with coops and roadsters, so they just went with rodsters. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was the name of the club, uh, and my dad, and my, my actually my grandfather, um, he was he was chopping cars in high school. Um, I have a great picture on the wall uh, of a of a sedan that he chopped. It's sitting out in front of Vallejo High, um, and he did it at his dad's body shop. His dad had a body shop in Vallejo, and uh, so the. <laughs> I guess my path is pretty pretty well laid out, I, I, uh, and, and I'm okay with that because I, I love everything I've ever got to do. So, so yeah. Um, fast forward. So my, my my dad picks me up one day in the in the 50 Merc, and, and this is uh, it's probably mid 80s, you know. So uh, primer primered cars and stuff. They weren't in fashion, you know. That wasn't you know everybody always asking my dad when are you going to finish it, when are you going to finish it, that type of thing. So uh, uh, he picks me up one day, but it's, this is one of those times where you just remember it so clearly. Um, so he picked me up, and everybody, you know, out front of school is looking, you know, is chopped. <laughs> Low, it's got moon discs on it, and it's, uh, you know, Low DeSoto grill, real, real iconic 50 Merc. And uh, picks me up, and everybody's looking, and I'm like, Dad, why, you know, why is everybody looking at us? And he's like, he's like, that's that's why I like this, you know, that's why, you know, you get noticed, people notice you in, in a car like this, you know, and we, uh, say, so, see, so I get in, and, uh, we go around this corner, a big bench seat, when you're a little kid, bench seat seems really big, right, right. and I'm kind of in the middle, and, uh, I didn't shut the door hard enough, and we go around a turn, and the door starts to open up, right, and I'm a little Jesus. kid, I see this door opening up, right, and I now I'm sliding on the slippery seat. Did he pull one of these? Yeah, yeah, you know, dad moved. Grabbed arm across yeah, the boom, grabs me, one hand, grabs a door in one swoop, shuts the door, yeah. slams everything shut, and it, you know, saves my life, and, and I just, you know, my dad, he's, that's one of my earliest memories, he's just, uh, he's just the coolest guy in the world. He's still alive, Jeremy's met him. Uh, and uh, he's yeah, just uh, uh, my kind of like a hero, I guess. You know, he's just my biggest influence. Super artistic and everything. So, so cars were always in the family. Um, later, he did. He got a '57 Mercury that was chopped into a, a pickup, and uh, it's pink and gray. Yeah. '57, yeah. Yeah, there's a big picture over there. Yeah, I'll post some of them on the blog. Now it was built here in town. It wasn't built by my dad. But in 1986, we had a real bad flood, and it had gone through it, and uh, my dad got it for super cheap, you know, and and 
thought, nah, we'll see if he can get it running or whatever, right? I, I went to school one morning. I came home from school. My dad worked nights. He's a machinist, like I said. So he was all, so he, he would do everything he could. He was one of those guys. He'd jam pack his day from the moment he got up, you know, to the moment he went to bed, you know. But he was also, he was raising. Yeah, three kids. Married and raising three kids and doing that all through it. And then right. on a machinist wage, too. So you can put yourself in that position. And it's, nothing ever changed with him it's like everything he does like on the low key as far as like not flashy and not um uh it's like he did it you know yeah. or he will or he can fix it or he can you know what i mean so it's yeah. not yeah. like yeah definitely came was raised by a guy who um you know had was a kid during the depression so it came from depressionary times mm -hmm. And then pass that on to my dad, obviously. And then my dad, like Jeremy just said, being raising three kids, you know, on his wage and everything, doing what he can, just comes from that. I can't afford to pay anybody else, you know. I, I can't, so I got to do it all, all myself. You don't you even know? have the time. Yeah. Imagine yeah. any of us right now. We got three kids at home. You get, you punch the clock out. You know. You were, you're not going to go down to your sh your shop that you have on the side or something. No, you got to get home because your family's waiting for you, and your car might be in the garage or like on the side yard. And you're maybe if you have damn any energy at all, you're gonna yeah. mess with it, you know. And that's like that's just I can I can see it, and you can when you tell when you talk to him and you kind of and you see how much even just a, this is a small amount of even what. <clears throat> is up here to display you know it's like yeah. uh he did do a lot of stuff and it was a long time you guys are we're like he did, was always doing it so, yeah. yeah 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 no never changed um my dad and i joke all the time that uh you know you see people or you meet people that 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 throughout life that drastically change they're into this yeah, yeah. Next week they're they into the next thing. Big phases. Yeah, big. Yeah, exactly. Constantly, and we always joke that well, Pendletons and Levi's will never go out of style, you know. Right. And, and it's just you just keep you just keep with what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. Just just stick with what you do. And and uh, some people are that way. Some people are yeah. born knowing who they are. Some yeah. people they gotta figure, figure it out. out. Bounce around, drift, and yeah. yeah, yeah. Try different hats on jump someone else's train yeah exactly so so uh yeah so i got into into cars obviously early on uh while where we were always going to uh you know uh at that time um 80s so you know in the end of the early 90s uh good guys obviously that was one of your main you know shows uh Paso. local shows um Paso Robles was was going on but I, I we didn't know about it yet you know yeah. that was taking a while for us to really before the internet yeah, that's yeah. Far away. another thing is that's far that's away that's a ways away yeah. exactly um, Pleasanton so yeah yeah Pleasanton was an hour away that was easy yeah. to get to yeah. you know um uh, and and uh and then swap meets too my dad was always a swap meet guy uh we'd get up early go to Turlock you know get down there at five o'clock in the morning <laughs> um, when we were uh, well anyway I'll get to that in a minute but uh, um, so yeah uh, just uh, early on uh, yeah going to good guys shows local shows my dad actually 
when you add the two Mercuries, uh, this is like 89, 88 and 89 for a couple of years. He did a what they call a graffiti night, you know, at, at one of the local uh, burger places. He put on a couple of those, and he actually would get a lot of cars to show up and stuff, and that was cool. Um, and my brother and I, uh, Casey, we, we got assigned to uh, prep the parking lot for that, so we, we actually got to work early on, uh, just cleaning up the parking lot, getting ready for those graffiti nights and stuff. And uh, so The scene there, too, is like, so like people listening can understand that. It's like that it's a it's an a-frame you know tall peak uh burger joint drive-in kind of a deal it's got a strip down called the center. big d no it no. just uh no it just had it you know has the the uh like the cartoon kind of um like figures and stuff and it's just total like and it's off of off a of drag like silverado trail so it's like one of the traversing like uh streets but it's kind of over on the side uh-huh. you know and it's next to a uh car wash called sparkle you know and it was just <laughs> you could see what it was and then this the lady that owned it tried to keep that a little bit you know there's pictures from what his dad hosted um of all the cars that would come and stuff and they were displayed everywhere like small pictures of all the cars so you'd go in there to get a burger and and that kind of thing, and um, that's a show uh, flyer for it, you know, oh, from, cool. but like, handmade, oh, that's awesome. homemade, local. My dad uh, drew, he did all the artwork on that. Yeah, that's so that cool. Up. Yeah, like, so. picture that, we'll put that up on the blog, too. Yeah. So y'all can know what we're talking about. Right, so, <laughs> I know, so it's kind of, um. So was this like a spot back in the day where people would hang out, or was this? You know, it's probably always been a Napa kind of staple. I, I don't know. My dad would know more of the history on that. I don't know if it was ever an A&W. Kind of has that look. I'm not sure what it started out as. But it's been Big D Burger for quite a few years. Um, and my dad just knew. He had the vision. He knew that, like, okay, this is where we're going to do it at. You know, yeah. like, this has character. Yeah. It has that look that he was looking for, you know. I've always had, cool. like, in the, you know, in some fantasy about recreating what it could it should be you know they they actually got sold and now you know things are getting painted funny colors and it's like they have a gazebo from like uh costco out front yeah and they put um propane it's like an outdoor dining area and they put propane uh like smudge pot like construction heaters in it to uh heat the place because it's cold right uh but there's no ventilation so you go in there and you get a little dizzy and a little sleepy. And <laughs> totally up the code. Right? Yeah, totally up the code. What's wrong? <laughs> and then, and then you, you wake up the next day in some apartment complex. I don't know. I don't know. It's like <laughs> your kidneys yeah. yeah. missing. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, no. So anyway, so it's still there. It's still there, and like that. It's you know, I don't know. It's kind of like. One of the things that maybe something could happen with someday. There's a get on it. We have some other ideas, though. We have you know um, friends and um, car club members of the uh, Squires Car Club. Like a lot of us are uh, self-employed, and um, we're uh, growing into, I guess, like roles of like semi uh, power in a community. You know, because we're getting older and t- we're being taken seriously, and now. 
now that like people don't think you know that we're just like a bunch of idiots hooligans that kind of thing we're we're actually getting invited to places that we would never have been invited to before and it's because of like caring and fabricating and 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 painting and all and uh and our numbers are coming up as far as like not people but like uh cars and and diversity and quality you guys had like yeah 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 we had 10 10 cars there so it's and um, they weren't all yours no four of them <laughs> four of them four that was that uh axel said he was short on cars and so that's how that was my best shot i if we had more people to take them we would have more we were at the at 56 gasser up there too that was a that'd be the next thing but um no so we have we're trying to um sneak in and grab a hold of the future of all this stuff with like napa is like most people most people in the car thing are like older uh successful smug like street rotters um gold chain gold chainers <laughs> yeah. like they oh, live they is. live in the country club i, I yeah Short khaki shorts and the, and sure. polo shirts and hey, the whole people deal. People moved to Napa for a reason. For, right? Yeah, and that's so that's so we've had <laughs> we have uh, the the one we we're still working on it right now. It's in the early stages, but one show uh, we would pull up and get uh, turned away because it's, it's invite only. We're oh, not wow. the type of people that should be there. Blah blah blah. And now there uh, we have uh, become friends with the guy an older guy on the inside of the core group of that. And he's like, Hey, you guys need to pay attention, you know, about checking these guys out. And so now we're working on a, we're going to have our own lawn of uh, like traditional custom cars. So they could be like the nice stuff, you know, so we can show um, like Kyle's work and, um, and our style and our cars, you know? And so now we're kind of like, getting in there it's gonna take a while you know because that's such a double-edged thing though because like when people are kind of shitty to you for a while you know yeah but they weren't it wasn't hardly anybody directly it was just the general idea but so they're all getting old and they know they're out of style and that kind of stuff and not in a good they didn't capture they weren't carrying a style from a good time they were like carrying a style from like a funky time that could get out of style really quick so there's you know there was a show here is a um, Napa Rod and Custom show and it was at the fairgrounds and it was in the late 50s and they did that for a couple years and I'm I'm trying to get and learn more history about that and why did it go away but now um, we just got invited to a show at the Silverado Country Club and it's like this kind of concourse thing part of it but they want to bring us in as like these traditional customs from the day look and uh so we're we're getting there and we have to prove it though we have to put our uh our money where our mouth is and not (laughs) say like oh yeah can we get in there we just we're doing it the other way they're seeing us and they're hearing about stuff and they're coming down here and they're and, or we're working I'm working with them in some way or Kyle is and um, you guys are just doing it twice as good so it's hard to ignore it you <laughs> right know? and they're they're excited about it yeah it gets some of the real true guys are really um, thinking like man that reminds 
Well, yeah. I mean, us like, of us. They're kind of thing, you know? shit, you know? And, like, they <laughs> yeah. go through, like, the 80s and the 90s, and those things happened. Mm-hmm. But, like, it's nice to give them a reminder. Yeah. Like, you know, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, our buddy, uh, our uh, buddy Rod, who we become friends with, he is a... Uh, I met him down at this... There's a speed shop called LJ's, and it's an old, uh, like, local, like, Napa guy has had the speed shop forever, and he just has this... He's just... Every time you walk in, any time of day, he goes, good morning, you know, and that's his thing. It's, it, his name is John, and uh, John Gerlach, and he's, um, he's a super resource uh, for anything, you know, like if you're building something, and he, he's a machinist, and they build motors, and they do everything, and uh, so I met, I was in there talking to John, and the general consensus of John, everybody I talked to is like, that guy's a dick, he's rude, he... <laughs> Like, don't go in there and ask him anything because he'll rip your head off and that kind of thing. I started asking him stuff when I was doing that 27T about that 327 that I didn't know all anything about, really. Yeah. Like, and I wanted to ask him, like, hey, what, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And he was like, well, let me tell you, you know. But if I went in there with some attitude, like sure. I knew everything, he would just be like, nope, and Shut you down. slam me. And that's what, yeah. I think that's what people did, and that's why they had that thing with him but I was in there one time and Rod Dahlgren was in there and he goes and John says hey you guys should you guys should meet you know and we did and and we kind of became friends from there and uh but he's the one he's our advocate out there in this snob <laughs> high-end like rotter kind of world he's saying like hey you guys need to pay attention yeah you know and he was at he was at like Oakland Roadster show show you know back way back uh, with his cars you know and he has a million stories and now he's an appraiser so now we invite him down here to appraise cars when we finish them and we do that for clients so when he just color sanded and buffed and the thing is just in the middle of the room and it's the the best it's ever going to be because anything from there is going to be depreciation (laughs) and deterioration or someone sneezes on it oh yeah or you know we have a buddy that likes to throw a hammer at his stew baker and uh you know not on purpose but you know <laughs> things happen yeah. yeah talking about you micah uh so anyway no so uh rod um comes down he appraises and it helps our customers out of here because they walk out of here and they can go straight to their insurance company with that uh totally legit documented appraisal and then they now they're in the they're in like the winners club of like if some dude if some chick hit you at Starbucks when you came out of here like you know that's awesome poor guy no listen no. <laughs> come on no <laughs> I'm just kidding it's cool. it's, I mean obviously the the people around here see that you're doing what you do with so much respect for the the tradition of the hobby. I mean, it's it comes to a certain point where you're no longer like a punk ass twenty year old. Now you're yeah. like a somewhat legitimate thirty year old. And people start taking yeah. you seriously. Yeah, don't you just feel like you're faking it though? Like faking being an adult? I feel like this constantly. Like no, all the I've time. been an adult for. I got my contractor's license when I was twenty four, wow. and a, you know my mortgage bill started coming in it when I was nineteen. So I've been an adult for a long time. Yeah, I guess I feel you like are old. Adult. Yeah. Okay, Grandpa. Yeah, we were talking. So we're. I gotta tell a quick funny story because, uh, you know, I hope uh, 
Steve listens to this, but we were uh, we were down in Pomona and we rented a mansion down there, and it was built um, in the '30s by this uh, commission and built by this uh, silent film actress. And this place was outrageous. I mean, it was like uh, this old, just cool, funky mansion, you know, and kind of, you can see it, it ended up in the wrong hands several times because there's like remodels that like, oh, they didn't know what to do. And some people did the right thing. And then now some like, it turned, we found out that some swimsuit company owns it now and they just use it for a VRBO thing. And that's how we got there. But what like, a VRBO? like a vacation rental, Oh. but so you can, in the off season and then perfect for Pomona, we could rent a mansion. It was a, yeah. it was a, a 12,000 square foot house. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, we're out back and we're living it up, you know, we're out by the pool, I think having a like breakfast, you know, and, and we're overlooking like uh La Abra. Like, I mean, it was just <laughs> out of our league and fun. Um, but our friend this, just started dating this like, young chick and you know it's you know we knew it was coming but uh we're talking about like mortgage payments and interest rates and all this stuff and we're like legitimately going around the table talking about adult shit you know and like really like hey man what like what what, how's your tax your uh property tax (laughs) situation you know and and the girl just starts going like she starts giggling she's like you know and uh we're like what and she she's like She's like, oh, like what you guys were talking about. I was like, I was twelve when, when you guys were paying. I was like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty felt. So I mean, it's old, like old, old adults, you know. They were like, y'all old ass people nailing her, like, <laughs> right? Yeah. What's wrong with you. Good job, Steve. <laughs> It'll work out. Uh, yeah. For the record, Jeremy and I kind of date within our. Uh, Age range most of yeah. the time, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how'd you guys meet and uh, start working together? Oh, that's a good one. Okay, um, that's two different. Oh, can I can I uh, just finish my quick? Uh, yeah, uh, I suppose. Meaty shit. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, that's fine. There, you got you got about a quarter. <laughs> I don't know. I really want to hear he about got... this guy, Steve, and yeah, no, no, that's that should be on, on I, after uh, an hour and a half. I'm, yeah, <laughs> so. I'm not that exciting. Anyway, uh, I'll fast forward. I'll stop. Uh, my dad's a huge influence, obviously. Uh, 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 I'll never fill his shoes, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, But I know he's proud of me at the same time, too. He's, he's uh, uh, yeah, I, th- I know he's going to be excited to listen to this, you know. That's cool. Uh, yeah. you've, you've had a chance to bring him into the shop. Oh, absolutely. He's, he's, he's here all the time. Yeah, That's he's so cool. stopped by. Uh, he's, he's come down, brought brought relatives, you know. Um, he, I've actually had him when we had some tight deadlines and stuff. I said, hey, Dad, can you come down and help me out? Sure, I'll get to work. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he did, man. He's awesome. He'll get in there and, and sand and help me do my brother too, Casey. He's come down and helped out. Um, I guess I just, I, I, my family is is killer. I, I have a great family. I'm real, real happy. That's uh, awesome. You yeah. have such a like strong support system. Yeah, I appreciate like, it. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. I uh, I do. I uh, my mom's great. Everybody's you know still around and still uh, extremely helpful and and supportive of everything we're doing here. You know. So and. Uh, 
really glad to 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 for me to run into somebody like Jeremy make a connection and then just like he was talking about he's gained enough ground in his trade to be able to uh you know get get something like this going you know so we'll get into that later but uh anyway so so got into uh uh yeah bmx racing just like jeremy so some of our past is, is actually very similar in a lot of ways too uh yeah bmx racing always riding skateboards anything with wheels pretty pretty interested in um uh, even, you know, uh, going up to the lake or, or whatever, you know, even drag boats or there's just always something in the family that somebody was dealing that was, was exciting and dangerous, I guess, you know, so, uh, so, um, I, uh, turn, uh, so I get, I get into high school and of course, you know, put the bikes away and, uh, it's time to, you know, get your license and everything and start. Girls hate bikes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Rad, but, uh, <laughs> um, that's pretty, pretty dork shit right there. So anyway. <laughs> I know of the movie. But... <laughs> yeah. Uh, so girls don't want you to take them to prom on the, on the handlebars of your bicycle. So. So what'd you drive so, in high school? So I, uh, got a, my dad. Super, super helpful. Uh, there was a 57 Studebaker in the family um, that my uncle had. My uncle had tons of cars. My Uncle John um, always had cars. He had, a, he had a shop here in town that uh, was just his personal shop. And he, and he, at any given time, probably had, yeah, uh, 30 to 40 cars on the yeah. property. Uh, he loved Mopar stuff. Uh, one of the local wrecking yards here in town, actually, uh, Brian's. Um, salvage uh, would call them Iacocca and if, if you know about Chrysler's history Iacocca came in kind of saved them you know anything. so uh, Lee Iacocca so he called him that because every time Brian got in something Mopar related it was like well I better put in a call to John Jerky you know and, and <laughs> make sure he knows what we got out here or whatever so so uh so anyway, uh, John, my uncle John had a 57 Studebaker for sale, and uh, my dad and I went up there, um, rescued it, got it, got it running, got it on a trailer, trailer at home, and immediately started working on it. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with 57 Studebakers. They have a not a very nice-looking nose on them, yeah. so we, uh, <laughs> we opted to put a 53 front end on it. Um, that's the 5354 is the better front end. That's the, the one that most guys would, were taking to Bonneville and stuff, you know, just have a way better look to them. So we put that on there and, but left the 57 fins, you know, and then, um, my dad taught me early on, uh, you know, nail the stance, wheels and tires, and, uh, doesn't matter what the car looks like. You just, you <laughs> nail that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anybody listening, nail the stance. What the, yeah. What, uh make it is because you can be so surprised by um just by the look of it you know and like what you if you blur your eyes or you see it you know and kind of just see the general shape and if it's attractive it doesn't matter you know kind of thing you know but yeah 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 so yeah so we uh cut some coils out of the front end um you know, put lowering blocks in the rear, uh, and then and then I just rattle cam primered the whole thing gray. You know, that's all all we were gonna do with it. But that was just to get it all one color, and then uh, and then started working on it as I went. You know, and uh, of course, again, this is uh, 
uh, probably anywhere from 95 to 97. So primer cars were not quite cool yet. Uh, everybody asked me, oh, when are you going to paint this thing? When are you going to paint this thing? You know, and it's just, I didn't care. It didn't matter to me. It, it was everything I wanted, you know. I felt pretty cool about my car, you know, and drove it. And, uh, and then from there, um, I, I was about, I was 15 and I, uh, riding my bicycle around. So this is a little bit backtracking a little bit, but yeah, 15 riding my bicycle around one summer trying to find a job. And I, uh, happened to go into a body shop, actually Soskal Auto Body here in town. And, uh, talked to Chuck, the owner, and he said, well, we don't need anybody right now, but come back in a few months or whatever. So I was like, oh, I'll find something by then, you know. No, that didn't happen. So. <laughs> 14, 15-year-olds, that's, uh, that's a tough That's a tough gig. It's hard to find a job at that age. So so uh, came, went back, and he actually said, yep, uh, we, we need a detailer, you know. So I was like, oh, okay. So start detailing cars. Um, they liked my, uh, you know, motivation and, and enthusiasm about cars and stuff. And, uh, and basically from there, um, got into the paint shop and started prepping cars and then, and then primer cars and getting things ready for paint. And then uh, eventually uh, on the side, uh, I would ask the painter, hey, man, you know, first car I ever painted, I was 16. It was actually a truck. I think it was like an 87 Ford Ranger. Uh, painted it in my buddy's garage. Put Painted it silver and said, oh, let's put some flames on it. So we flamed it up. And, uh, and they clear-coated it. Buddy uh, said, oh, man, it's getting late because it's always getting late. I'm sure you guys know whenever you're trying to finish a project, it's always in the middle of the night. So uh, he's like, man, I gotta, I, he was going to Sequoia Institute at the time. He was training to be a mechanic, you know. And he's like, man, I got to get up early and get to school tomorrow, you know. So he, we unmask it. He jumps in it, drives it out. And, uh, and of course, wasn't going to be garaged. Paint hasn't even cured, you know. Clear coat hasn't even yeah. cured yet. He drives it home. It sits and dew settles on all, all the top surfaces overnight, you know. And uh, brings it back to me. And he's like, man, it's all dull, you know. And it was. It was it got all, all the top surfaces. Yeah, it got yeah. totally, like, just messed up from from sitting in the dew and uh i tried buffing on it so it wouldn't come back it was it was pretty wasted but it was a learning experience and, and that was one of the first cars i painted i remember asking one of the other guys like hey so you know like how do you like go around a car even you know yeah. i didn't know you know <laughs> and uh, and, uh he, he explained it to me and i was like oh yeah that sounds good you know and then uh from there stayed there until i graduated high school at saw school and then and then i got another I actually got a job at a sign shop for a while. Were you already striping then? Um, you know, my first, that, that 57 Studebaker, I actually, uh, I, I don't know if you guys remember it, but there was a, a, a striping tool called the Bugler Striper. And it's yeah, this chrome tube that. with that the wheel, thing. right? Yeah. And it gets us all, right? Yes. <laughs> that guy always gets you. Uh, he's got those tablets of paper it looks you, so right? Easy. and he makes it look so easy, right? He's dealing flames and he's dealing all this stuff. So my dad and I buy one, you know, we're like, all right, let's try it out. And I, I tried it out on the deck lid of my Studebaker one time and, and uh, you know, put a real pretty crappy uh, pinstripe piece on the, on the deck lid of it. But it was pretty cool. I was working 
at Salskill Auto Body, um, and a Corvette, like 80s Corvette, came in, but it had some, some scroll work and stuff on it, and we had replaced the rear bumper on it. And, uh, and so when we painted it, obviously, the striping disappeared, so we had to replace it, you know, put it back on. And so they, they brought in a guy um, from Vallejo. His name was Ralph Finley, and uh, he was a member of the Swanks at the time. And uh, I remember seeing him. He was always, this is late 90s, and he's always driving, you know, neat roadsters and cool stuff, you know, real and real um, just pure drivers, you know, real drivable, just stuff that almost looked obtainable, you know, like you're yeah. like, man, that's just kind of cool. And uh, he, he came in, and I, I finally, you know, I'm a pretty shy guy, so I walked up. I got the courage to walk up to him and ask him some questions. And he ended up being super friendly. He said, oh, yeah, I saw you. Uh, you did some bugler striping out there on your car, huh? And I go, yeah. And he's like, you know what? He said, you may as well throw that thing away and learn how to use a brush. And I was like, okay, well, that's good advice. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, no free lunch with that. Yeah. Um, he said, he goes, honestly, he goes, it'll take you as much, much time to learn how to use that thing properly as it will a brush. So you may as well figure out how to use a brush, you know. That's great advice. Yeah. And so he finished up his scroll work on the back of this Corvette, and, and I remember he, he looked at it, and he looked at the, we had the old bumper sitting there with its scroll work on it, and he looked at it, and he's all, eh, he goes, I kind of like mine better, you know, it wasn't even the same, you know, but, but uh, it, it looked, you know, good enough, it was pass, certainly passable, and it, it, that showed me that, you know, that's his art, and uh, he wasn't just going to copy somebody yeah. else's, he was going to put his own own flavor on it, that's you cool. know, yeah, so... Um, stayed in contact with Ralph over the years and, uh, and, uh, learned, started learning to stripe actually out of necessity. I, uh, so I was at another body shop at this time and my brother had a, uh, a shovel head Harley and we tore it all apart and he gave me the tins to repaint and I shot him, uh, a candy blue. Uh, cobalt blue and then I flamed them with traditional yellow and orange flames and everything and it was time to you know stripe them and I wasn't feeling confident enough so we farmed it out to another guy and, and this other guy striped them and uh and brought them brought them back to us and, and that didn't really sit well with me because I felt like ah, I don't I don't yeah. want to farm things out. I want to be able to you want to say that you yeah, you did it from, from start to finish yeah. yeah did the whole thing you know and uh and maybe that's a pride thing i don't know if that you know maybe that <laughs> comes from my dad too you know uh just do it yourself you know that's the only way to get it done so so started uh bought a brush now this yeah this is late 90s there's a little bit of internet stuff happening but there isn't youtube how-tos on everything in the world yet, you know? So I'd, any magazine article I found on pinstriping, any, um, any uh, uh, go to a show, if there was a guy peddling a video on how to pinstripe, I'd buy yeah. the, yeah, a video. Yeah. That's, a, uh, that's a plastic thing. Right. VHS. That's, uh, yeah, VHS, right? And you put it in your VCR for the younger crowd out there and it's a big clunky tape and you put it in there and, and you uh, have a separate thing to rewind it the one, <laughs> exactly. the one that looks like a red corvette yeah so i uh we all had it right you're right well yeah yeah i i had yeah vhs to age yeah exactly um so anyway uh i'd I do anything i could any book magazine anything i could find to try and figure this out 
So pretty much self-taught, um, learning things the hard way. Then started um, going to uh, uh, shows and striping, you know, in public early on, and probably producing a lot of crap, really. But <laughs> but uh, you always had to look at like it, the small victories within the PC. You know, you're like, well, I hate the thing as a whole, and you're always going to be your worst critic, you know. But you hate the thing as a whole, but you found this little victory within that, you know, and you're like, okay. I won right there, so I'll, I'll take that with me, you know, and, and save it for the next one or whatever. And uh, and then started to, people would ask, you know, hey, you want to come stripe at this, uh, like, like a brush bash or one of those type things, and you'd go and you'd meet other stripers and you'd see their work, which was really intimidating most yeah. of the time when you first got there. <laughs> but the community uh, is uh, they're pretty good for the most part, you know. Everybody's pretty friendly, and everybody's at, a, at was at different levels, you know. And I still consider myself, at, you know, I'm not at the top, you know. Uh, I'm hopefully, <laughs> I'm hopefully on my way, you know. But yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, there's always something to learn. Um, and uh, so, yeah, really took on striping is is purely out of necessity. I wanted to to do be able to outline all my own own work, uh, flames, scallops, all that kind of stuff, and then uh, and then got into the uh, the more intricate uh, doing pieces and and, uh, and stuff like that. So um, just kept kept running with it, um, and then uh, met. Let's see, uh, Jeremy and I met. Um, I, I was working at a body shop, and his girlfriend at the time was a, a on-office girl there, and she said, well, you know, my, my boyfriend's got this truck, you know, and he wants some work done, you know, you think we could come by and you can meet him and stuff, and, and uh, at this point I was married, my daughter was probably one or two, pretty little, mm -hmm. and I was in a pretty pretty miserable marriage at that point you know it was like um, one of those uh it was like a play date for the for uh the, the husbands that signed up yeah. that was a boyfriend but he was a husband yeah. and uh you know like oh we'll like we'll drink like uh boxed uh white wine over in the kitchen and you guys can go in the garage and talk about that stuff yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah Exactly, and and more often than not, when you get roped into some something like that, you you end up meeting some some, uh, some asshole. Yeah, hate. some douchey guy that you have nothing in common well, with, right? And, almost every time. Yeah, I'd say more often than not, right? So, <laughs> and then you got to think of shit to say to this guy. Awkwardly play yeah. video games together. Yeah, exactly, because he's into nothing you're into, right? And then and then. And then when you leave, you're, you know, the chick's like, hey, that went well. Like, let's do it again. You know, like, I don't ever want to do that again, right? Well, this didn't go that way at all. <laughs> Jeremy and I met. Uh, we clicked right away. He was in a little bit of a, of a miserable relationship, too. It hadn't completely culminated to that point yet, but I think it was on its way, you know. Bonded and, over that uh, in the garage. <laughs> yeah, kind of bonded over that. And he, brought, he brought his truck over and... Uh, and we started working on it. Um, 48 GMC five window, you know, and it was, a, you know, it was another, it was a, it was a, a $2,000. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought it in uh, Willits for uh, two, 2000 bucks and drove it home from, you know, and that doesn't happen anymore. And that was, that wasn't, we're not talking about like, oh yeah, the, the back in the sixties. It was, uh, this is 2000. 
Yeah. <laughs> somewhere 2006, yeah, yeah, maybe. Somewhere yeah. in there. Somewhere, I don't know, something like that. So, well, the anyway. internet showed up, and then the economy crashed, and then everybody thinks that their like, crap that's been rotting in their yard for 40 years is worth, worth a million grand. bucks. Yeah, right. and never sells anymore. Yeah. And like, what, so anyway, so yeah, that's what I... Uh, and I didn't know... I knew about like a uh, little bit of styling, but I didn't have any money. And I hoped it ran because I could fix like uh, minor, minimal things. I rebuilt my, you know, my own carburetor on my kitchen table and all that kind of stuff. But um, but I did I did want to take it to the next level of what I thought I wanted out of that truck. And so anyway, so he can take over from there. I brought it to his house. Uh, and I think that. Was that the time that I rolled up in, with no brakes? Yeah. From Sacramento, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, it came into the garage and barely stopped, and I think one of the wheel cylinders was just pissing everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, got it into the garage and then started talking to him about, like, okay, so, you know, what do we what do we want to do here? And, and uh, yeah, Jeremy's on a budget. You know, he, he had bought, I think he had bought some paint and brought that over and, and was just like, yeah, I really just, you know, sanded down and let's just get it all one color. And, and that's the, you know, that's the extent of it. You know, I just kind of wanted that more of a used kind of uh, just little bit beater like farm truck look or whatever. And I said, okay, well, we'll, you know, we'll see what we can do. So I got into it and started finding stuff that was like, this is pretty bad. And, and so I started welding things up and we ended up. Man, we shaved. I think we shaved everything pretty much off of all the emblems. Um, shaved it uh, at that point. Then I, I had to move because um, my wife at the time, you know, of course we gotta go find a better house or whatever. You know, this is renting, and uh, and uh, we so we go to a house. But this house was actually worked out in my favor. It had a much bigger garage and more room to work. You know. And so Jeremy's truck's in there, and it's uh, it's moving slow because again, just like my dad, I I got a daughter, I got a full time job, I'm doing this on the side, you know, and uh, and doing what I can when I can. And I didn't have any money, yeah. And I didn't have any way because this is my um, first go around with having someone else do something because I would always all and all I could do is like get it running and clean it and make it look cool and like lower it mm-hmm. and that, and and buy maybe some white walls used white walls or something and that that's all I ever did with anything for years because that's all I could do you know and so he was a uh, but I had no idea, like, okay, what are we doing, like, per hour, or, like, is this, you You're all you know, freaked out that, yeah. like, he's going to, like, tell you, like, some crazy number. No, I didn't even, right? actually, honestly, I didn't even think about it. And it was, like, so juvenile to think that, like, this guy's going to bust his ass on this truck. And the truck was really, like, it was rough, and it was yeah. basic, and it was, like, that old, you know like four speed granny low behind a 235 and it was like the 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 cab mounts were all rusted and so the cab was uh sagging in the back a little funny but it looked cool because it would like it was kind of tilted back a little bit and uh i don't know it was just kind of a kind of a mess and uh and so kyle like like he said he moved it from one place to to another and kept working on it and stuff and I didn't have any 
I didn't really, I don't know, I was just really young. I didn't have a concept of uh, what to expect or how much, you know. So I, he would, he's like, we'd get to these couple hundred dollar points and like couple hundred, couple hundred, couple hundred. And it was always a couple hundred, you know. And now, like, it's like out of here. And in my, I mean, we're handling like big money. Yeah. And, uh, and, and even for car stuff out of here, I mean, we're, you know, invoicing people for, five grand, 10 grand, 15 grand. And it's like, we're, I mean, and back then we're talking about this like garage kind of like customizing. Yeah. And I didn't know about Kyle's uh, credentials just historically, you know, like what yeah. he could do, but he straightened out the, he did all the body work, molded the front, shaved everything. And then we ended up lowering it. We slammed the thing down. Our friend C uh, notched it. We Frenched in Cadillac tail lights like back when that was cool, and uh, um, painted it this uh, powder blue, light blue, and then he put we painted it in a warehouse, uh, this like shady, shifty fucking piece of shit. And don't edit this out. Uh, uh, his dad was a contractor and he had some open warehouses, and so that was the best. We we did that and he did that for a long time too way too long of yeah. like put a fan a box fan in the door <laughs> and you look out and you guys stand back and wow. we, you know paint cars and just fucking cloud and fog the whole place like you know and uh so we did that with the truck in vallejo uh and it turned out so fucking good like it was uh satin clear and he put a pearl in the satin clear so it'd sparkle on all the edges and it was like yeah. a lot like his Ford uh, as far as like the you know the look and the sheen of the paint and then eventually I remember driving you know just I drove it I drove it a lot and uh, and drove it places I never should have ne like distances <laughs> one time we went up to I think we were going up to Autorama or something and we and Kyle put all of his he was uh, striping up there and he was in like the, you know, like the panel jam and all that kind of involvement and all that. And so I was like tagging along um, and we filled, you know, this little tiny truck cab and I had to shift and the thing's <laughs> full of like brush box, like all this stuff. And I don't think there was a bed in it. That was no, probably the reason no. why we we're so up in the cab and they were doing road construction on 80. And so they had like these huge, like, gnarly drops and bumps and and this kind of stuff and we didn't actually didn't see notch it yet and so the <laughs> axle was touching the frame and you would hit a bump and it'd be like boom 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 and it'd just like make you shit you know it was like so bad and we drove that thing for i drove that thing for for a long time and, and just basically beat the hell out of it he painted like my company name on the door you know and then that actually turned into um like our uh, our shirts, like a series of uh, company shirts, and it was exactly it said uh, it said Jeremy Jack Incorporated, the cool company, and where, <laughs> and cool is of the K, and on every letter is a little bit of uh, frost because it's air, air conditioning company. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, I'll, I gotta show you that uh, logo. But um, anyway, I ended up getting, I ended up, you know, that truck was around for a long time, and and. Uh, I just got, I don't know what, just got, took it for granted, like looking at it. I w wish, really wish I would have kept it. Um, but 
but I traded it for uh, this like horrible uh, 53 Buick that, you know, I don't know. I just was in a weird mood or something. Um, but anyway, it's gone now. But apparently this guy put like tons of money into it. He took the body off and he put it on S10 chassis with a small block, huh. air ride to lay frame, and it still has that paint job on it. <laughs> So some that's some cool. dudes rolling, like you know, with, your with logo? my name. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It's it's a cool look. It looks old, you yeah. know. So it, it it like that's how he's. It's free advertisement. You know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But except. <laughs> you stand off the. There was something, something something bad happened. He he was like a I guess a, I don't know, probably not a good guy. Some chick's dad called me. Thinking you were him uh, thinking I was, yeah, 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 or he worked for me or yeah. something, some kind of affiliation, and he was fucking pissed. And he was like Marine Sniper, like you know, maybe he was just saying that, but he was really mad, and he was calling me to to get a hold of me. But um, so yeah, so um, we uh, these guys were in a car club called the Villains, and they I started, uh, we became friends, and then they. Uh, they uh, uh, invited me to be a club member, and so we were we were the villains, and we were we were uh, doing stuff like crazy, like going to concerts, cruising, like all kinds of stuff. And we were really nineties. No, this is 2000s? in two thousands. Yeah, two thousand. It was ten years ago, you know, something like that. So um, we were. Uh, it was a it was a fun it was a fun time though we we had a lot of we had uh, like just a couple guys it was really three of us maybe four of us that would do stuff and and it was it was super fun and then we just all like kind of just went um, I went a different direction and uh, uh, got out of the club and and then eventually um, got I was uh, into the squires. How long has that yeah. club been around? Since Squires. since the fifties, but the, all those guys are gone, you know. And uh, there's there's another there's some guys up in Reading, you know that that uh, they're all really old guys and um yeah. So it's like our it was here in Napa, but um, like what we're what we're doing with it now is like taking it to another another level. You know, that's really cool. Yeah, there was there's quite a few clubs in this area in Vallejo, you know, and they would. Uh, we, his dad is like our uh, historian about the real facts about what was what was what and what was happening, you know, in a lot of ways. And we know some other guys that have uh, keyed us in on that kind of um, information. Everybody always is like, "Oh, Southern California is the center of it all." But yeah, no, it's not. Mm. It's so uh, much stuff tucked away Northern out. California mm-hmm. is the center of a lot of stuff. If you look, if you pay attention to um, listen to what uh, Gene was yeah. ta- his stories and stuff. I mean, chicken coop man. Yeah, yeah but even, even he was uh, stretched down there in, in Modesto. He was out of Modesto's home base. But his stories and everything was pulling him up north, yeah. like in a lot of different. And yeah. I've heard those stories, some of those stories that he he uh, talked about on your um, podcast before. You know, from him and and uh, a lot of stuff was going on yeah. up here, a lot of and stuff. it and it still is, and we're keeping that going. You know, if uh, if we turn the heater on, is that it? 
is a dull buzz, but... Uh, I don't care, it's up to you. It, will it screw up the mic, or, sh- you know, I just want to... You look like a freezing... I'm always cold. Like, if it was 75, <laughs> yeah. I would be like this, like, the same way. Wait, no, yeah, okay. let's see what, let's see like, what my nose is, like, constantly... Yeah. All right, we cool. can take a break yeah. now if you want. Okay, okay cool. We're, like, yeah. Yeah. into it, just, just so you know. Okay. So yeah, uh, before we took a break, you were telling me about you guys working together and painting your truck like yeah. in warehouses. Uh. Yeah. So yeah. So yeah, Jeremy's truck. We did that one, and uh, it's you know as cliche as it might sound. That's, I mean, that's kind of how our friendship developed. It developed over that vehicle, you know, and and working on it together. Um, it. Uh, yeah, we ended up doing way more than, than than Jeremy ever thought he wanted to do. Um, yeah, I remember we we cut open the tailgate and then put this expanded metal in from the backside, uh, and then we, when it was like, well, you know, we got to make that flow throughout the vehicle, so we we also did that in the grill area. And 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 uh, Jeremy, we needed to uh, we need to have a nice transition into the bumper. So Jeremy needed to make a balance, you know, to, to take up that gap. You know, a lot of cars, you know, their bumper sticks way out and right. there's no balance or anything. So Especially Jeremy, uh, yeah. yeah, for that trucks, so, yeah, trucks for sure, they're utility, you know, they don't need yeah. to look pretty, right? So uh, we were trying to make it look pretty. So Jer- I said, Jeremy, man, we need to make something. And Jeremy was like, all right, you know. So he ends up getting some sheet metal. And uh, hammers it over the front step of his Sacramento house on his porch <laughs> to get the correct 90 that we needed in it. You know, and then I think it was two piece too, and then we ended up putting it on and welding it together. You know, which is, it's super funny and ironic now because I'm a, a sheet metal fabricator and I have all these like tools to do it all. But my and I didn't have anything back then. But my my uh, 1952 house in Sacramento, the uh, the porch was, the steps had this like perfect like three quarter, seven eighths radius on them. And so I hammered, <laughs> I tinned it, I like I, I like with my tinning hammer, I just kind of like, you know, tapped it, tapped it, tapped <laughs> it. And then it brought these like rough, not, you know, they're pretty rough, I guess, but I think I, I remember them as being very well made. But, uh, <laughs> Kyle, uh, I was excited about them. They were usable, <laughs> yeah. you know, they, they were usable and I didn't have to make them and it, it worked out pretty well. And they had a, yeah, that, that radius, you know, it's just funny. You, some stuff works out really well, you know, and, and it's okay that your tools were barbaric or, uh, you know primitive you know and, and, but it still made a it made a pretty radius and it worked out really well and, and uh, yeah so we ended up you know finishing that truck out and uh and i had cars too um i so i had i held on to that studebaker um i eventually sold that one which i don't like selling stuff uh feel like a lot of people are in this world to flip cars and yeah. obviously with the advent of tv and, and making flipping so so popular now right. i really don't like it um i like to hold on to everything as much as i can and i understand that life doesn't always permit that but sure. you know there are reasons sometimes we got to get rid of things but i uh i so my first studebaker i i sold it but that was in preparation for the next studebaker 
and my dad and I ended up building another Studebaker and I still have it today um, yeah. and uh, was a huge learning experience just like your Chevy was you know it's, it's, you're just constantly learning about you know um, it's like projects can be like a it's like building a bridge right you got a, you got a, you got a cliff here and a cliff here right. and you have to figure out how to bridge those together somehow you know and and, and there's so many different approaches you can take and and having my dad around, obviously, um, was huge, you know. Uh, this is the Studebaker over in the, yeah, the side yeah, the of the Yeah, 53 shop. over there. Was that yeah. your, your guys' first shop? Uh, I actually, I got that one, and somebody else had chopped that one. I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get to take credit for that, but we did everything else. We uh, we uh, tubbed it. We put the 392 in it. We set up the frame, put a cross member in the frame, drive shaft loop, uh, all this stuff. It was a ground-up restaurant. Well, hot rod type project and uh about the time i was getting it on the road that's just kind of funny uh you know late 90s uh you guys probably remember pro street stuff was, sure. was a big deal um about the time i got it on the road uh magazines start coming out oh pro street's dead this is you know it's stupid and they were everybody was knocking it you know and that was a big eye-opener for me to um, just don't chase trends, you know. Uh, yeah. pe people at the middle-class level is that we can't build a car <laughs> fast enough for how quick the, on the high-end things, you know, uh, right. of things, how quick the ch trends shift, you know. You can't even yeah. keep up. Right. So don't, you know, don't even try it. And then that also clued me in about even uh, stuff as simple as is the, is the way you dress and, the, and that sort of stuff. Why... Why buy pointy Italian shoes if tomorrow square Italian shoes are going to be popular? You know, like, I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't care. I don't it's want... It's a reminder to stick with what uh, exactly. you like and just keep keep going and, and stick with it, you know? Yeah, but, stick with... Yeah, exactly. Do what you dig, you know, kind of thing. And uh, so I kept the car, and I still love the car, and I, and, and I wouldn't change a thing about it. And uh, it's kind of just turned into um, uh, something that we'll eventually finish probably in this shop, you know, now that we're, uh, we're both able to do that and have a nice place to work, you know, and everything. So, so I've held on to that uh, through a marriage and everything else. And then um, my 53 Ford, that's a funny story. Uh, my friend, Scott Coppock, he acquired that and Jeremy knows this guy too. He's a, he's a good dude, but he's, he's uh he can talk and uh, character. Yeah, he's a character. He's fun to hang out with, for sure. Uh, but uh, he acquired that. He it was uh, up in Berryessa, just sitting in a field, abandoned. Um, and uh, I was getting ready to flame his '51 uh, Chevy Fleetline, which is actually on Matt oh, McGuire's poster up there. And uh, we body worked it, cleaned it up. Um, it was a you know, pretty pretty cool car, uh, still a little rough around the edges, and it was already had been chopped and everything. We cleaned up the grill area. Scott had done the bumpers, put CAD bumpers in the, or bumper in the front and the Pontiac in the rear and made some changes to it that really, really gave the car the look that it needed. And then uh, came to me and said, you know, let's, uh, you know, I want to do a flame job on this thing. I was like, all right, well, Flames are great for covering up uh, uh, rough bodies and stuff, you know. So let's, yeah, definitely let's do it. You know, smoke and mirrors. Yeah, smoke and mirrors, exactly. So, so I said, well, 
I'd, I'd really like to get that 53 Ford of yours, you know, can we, can we work out a trade? And, and he was like, of course, you know, so, cool. so we traded for that. I flamed his car hours and hours of flaming um, <laughs> and then striping and outlining and doing all that. Right. But I acquired the, the 53 and uh, then just started working on that in my spare time. And again, help from family, brother, and my dad, and, and other people to try and get it to a, just a drivable level. I never never needed it to be anything perfect or beautiful. I just wanted a nice, you know, uh, mild custom. Something that looks like something a kid would have built, yeah. you know, in the late 50s or something for himself. And, and uh, yeah, so that's how I ended up with that one and I've held on to it you know through a marriage and a divorce and everything and and uh and I hope that maybe someday my daughter might want it you know drive it to high school or that's cool. something like that yeah I'm raising her around all this stuff certainly not forcing it on her you know um but uh just letting her know that it's an option you know if you want to awesome. you know trying to Trying to breed the same independence that my parents gave me, you know, about being different and and uh, and doing your own thing, okay. you know, and don't fall into the to the masses and all that sort of stuff, you know. How old is your daughter? She's eleven now. Have you picked so. her up in a in a chop top from school? Yet? Uh, I haven't got to pick her up in a chop top, <laughs> but I have picked her up. I dropped her off at a dance, one of the first her first junior high or middle school dances. I uh, dropped her off in my '53 Ford. That's cool. Yeah, had some. Uh, actually, it's pretty cool. So, some girls pulled up in a limo right in front of us, and then I pulled up, and I, I really felt like we kind of overshadowed the limo with the mm-hmm. with the old oh, car yeah. with the white walls. For <laughs> sure, you did. Yeah, more people were looking at that than that stupid limo, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So always, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, it is funny. Uh, my my dad and I were driving up just just this year or recently left weekend driving up to Sacramento Autorama together and uh, we're in the 53 Ford and we kind of noticed that you know guys around our age group and older they'll drive by gives you a thumbs up or something but man there's a younger generation out there that they just like straight ahead they don't even notice that that's anything different you know and it's it's crazy to me to, to that there's people out there that just this isn't anything they care about you know but yeah. I kind of hate when people do shit like that on the freeway. I'm always like driving, like driving an old car. I'm just like, oh fuck, is something falling off or broken or <laughs> right? leaking or like, yeah. like some guy? Um, I was driving and he like pulled up. I, we're on the freeway, you know, and like he starts yelling at me. It, he was, it sounded like he was saying my shocks were out or something. Like he didn't understand that the car was lowered or something. It was yeah. like I'm like what. Like, I, I pull over, like, the next, I think my exit was two exits down. So I get off on my exit, get out of the car, and I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. My shocks are at this And then it dawned on me, like, I guess he just didn't comprehend lowered cars <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, He's, he was trying to warn you. you. I clearly, Seriously I Seriously wrong warning. with your car, right? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, whoa, it's pride and low. Right. <laughs> you need to fix that, right? Oh, my God. Yeah. I had no idea. This is an issue. Yeah. I was driving the car right after we painted it. Because we, we finished painting her car, and then we drove it to the Grand Canyon, and then came back and sort of forgot about it. was such a, like, a crazy trip that 
sort of forgot where everything was when we came back. And I'm driving the car to work like a week later, and someone's honking at me. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. And I pull over. Like, oh, wait, no, they're just waving. Fuck, I'm not used to driving a nice-looking car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Normally, the honking, like, something's hanging out the... Like, yeah. Yeah, slams all checking the door, out, like, what's going on? What's yeah. missing? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Left my coffee cup on the yeah. roof. Yeah. It takes a while to get used to that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I hate it. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't like yeah. when people do that shit. Yeah, well, uh, well, Jeremy knows from driving a car with with an extreme chop. Oh. My dad used to put up with this too because he actually commuted in that Mercury for um, back and forth. Um, Someone's honking at you. You're, yeah, your top's low. Something's yeah. wrong. <laughs> yeah, no, like they they get up alongside of them and they're trying to give them a thumbs up. And all my dad's trying to do is change lanes. Right. You know, yeah, it's right. a hard. You're like, could you just yeah. get out of my fucking way so yeah, I can do what I need to do way, and yeah. get to work or whatever it was. Yeah. Or when people are like cruising in your blind spot trying to yeah. take a shitty picture. Like, Come on. <laughs> so yeah, you appreciate that they appreciate the car. That's yeah. awesome. But yeah, when they're Get on. A simple yeah. thumbs up, and whether I see it or not, it's cool. Yeah. But like yeah. the bullshit where people start like honking and like screaming shit at yeah, you. Yeah, that freaks you out. Tour bus <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like assholes. So yeah, as I kind of like my uh, my uh, fiance Jackie, she she's like she uh, is down and will and can and she drive whatever you know. So when we go places or and that we ha- we want to bring more than one car she'll um she, you know i can i don't even have to ask or make sure she's comfortable and just tell her like hey you want to drive the she drove the truck yeah she drove the 55 truck and cool. she'll drive she'll drive anything um here and just jump in and go and just be happy to be included and and uh l- and feel kind of like lucky you know that like she's uh in that situation and uh but I always like to be like the like the shepherd, and it's it's because of these because of how today is. It's like these people are you know are fucking idiots, oh, yeah. and on the freeways, and we're leaving anywhere and going anywhere. It's like you know I want to be able to make sure like she's okay and and kind of be behind or or whatever yeah. and yeah. know. And in the in the olds driving that, we just did that caravan up to. Sacramento, and I have to kind of, in a lot of ways, worry about myself and that yeah. thing because of positioning and the and the view and stuff. But yeah, she drove in front of me, and we kind of just um, made it made made it happen, you know. Too. That's how we do too. Like yeah. if somebody's driving the the old car in front, and somebody yeah. has a new car behind. Like knowing that the person in front needs to change lanes, yep. the new car will do it first and yeah. just like block yeah. block everybody else on the freeway. So uh-huh. like. The yeah, old car, clear the like, way. Yeah, you, everyone's just looking out for themselves these days. Like, yeah, no one, mm-hmm. no one lets you in when you're struggling to get on the side oh, yeah. of the freeway. No turn like, signals, and everybody's just oblivious. It yeah. sucks, but whatever. We're still all here. And yeah, that's why we have insurance, and, <laughs> <laughs> and why I'd probably kill somebody if they, you know, <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, no. So this. Um, we we just have a we have a history that just we did things as we could and we kind of grew up and we kind of like started making more money and that's where the uh, where the shop came from is I started uh, my company was doing well and I uh, had a good foundation and then I saw Kyle working uh, a regular job and then doing all the fun stuff on the side and so we were able to um, and then also. 
all of us, all of us guys, all of us friends, all these guys in the area, we would always get to a point with our cars, like I said earlier, about like, all I can do is lower it and clean it and make it run half-ass and, and whatever, but it, it can never, we're never at the level to make it like look like yeah. it should and good and, and all that, you know? Um, yeah, so we, um, so I, I actually, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I told Kyle I need to talk to him about something important, you know, and he came in into my office over at the sheet metal shop and it was a weekend and Stephanie was, you know, it's it, him and his girlfriend come in, they're out and about and, and, and I said, Hey, uh, you know, um, want to like start this thing up and I had already made all the plans gambling on him <laughs> saying yes you know <laughs> it's like <laughs> it was you know I had actually really um, looking back on it like stuck my neck out pretty fucking far and hinging on him saying like fuck yeah I'm down but part of me knowing Kyle like I did for so long he could be like you know what dude I that's not for me and yeah. you know I was hoping I could like put enough sugar on it to make it <laughs> to make it work so I told him yeah I told him and what we had to do was like make it work you know and and figure out a way to make it work and and have the backing from you know because everybody Anybody, anybody and everybody, like, how many people think that, like, oh, I want to start, do a custom shop, I want to do, like, something like this, and they take a loan, and they burn up the loan, yeah. and they're late on their rent, and they're using deposits to pay bills, and then it just, like, fucking goes boom, 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 dead, done. Yeah. And they did their best, but it's just, uh, it's a hard, really hard market to make money in, you know? And, uh, it's, it's like one of those things, it's like, um, you know, it doesn't last. And so we found a way to go about it in a way that we know it will, you know, and we have to really work hard at it. I have to work hard at it and he has to work super hard at it to make it, um, to make it so we're not really stressed or on the line of like, having to close it up or whatever. And so we just started that model and now we're just like running, you know? And so it's been, uh, we're coming up on a year and, um, if you can pay rent and salary and medical for, uh, a place like this big, you're breaking even in your first year. You're, that's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's like that's that's how you know that it can uh, live. And then the up the other upside is that we are getting tons of stuff out, out there. Because in the past, it would be a weekender, and it would be so fucking slow. I felt like those years were in uh, slow motion. Yeah. Compare, especially compared to now, because now there's something new coming out of here every six weeks there's a like a new a fully new like something coming out like we had the we had the uh the studebaker we had a shoebox a 56 ford uh that little model a roadster Mm -hmm. the 
28 Model A Roadster Brown Ford for Lolly for uh, we had Eddie's truck like it just it's like it's like that uh, like Willy Wonka kind of thing where the doors the doors opening yeah. and there's just like or that like old Henry Ford like documentary stuff where there's like Model T's coming out like <laughs> rah, 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 and they came out every like uh, 17 minutes or something it's like that's what we feel like <laughs> but we're pumping it pumping all those cars out on a fast track into a small place and it's already showing that people are noticing and it it happens faster than you think but it's like you have to do it and not not talk about it you have to do it you have to show up you have to be cruising you have to be um coming out with new stuff and we do we're like constantly just like boom 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 and and we'll keep we're on a pace right now where people have never seen um so you know that now they have seen with these last couple like winter shows that like our stuff that we've been working on but there's a whole new thing for summer that's coming up that's like um nobody's seen the cars they've never been out anywhere it's not like that guy owned that for a while and it was yeah they color changed it or something it's like no these cars are like coming out for their first time as customs or hot rods to this small town of Napa. And it's like, what, what's going to happen in like five years, you know? And we, we have the thing we think past it too. We are hoping right now is like a big, like lull and this shit being cool. As far as what I can see, you know, we have all of our friends and networks and these, so we we're kind of like submersed in it, but we have, we have, uh, we have like five high schools in this town and all I want to fucking do is drive by and have some dude just say like, that is fucking badass. And I could, I can do that. Like my dad has an old fucking piece of shit that I'm going to make look like that. And that's cool. And we're like, I kind of feel like we're struggling to do that. Even my little six year old stepdaughter and, and she like, you know, I take her, I punch it in, in my gasser, you know, and she's hanging from the roll bar and she's like, is that it? You know, kind of, I'm like, what? <laughs> We're going like 80, <laughs> you know, in a couple seconds, you know? And, uh, no, it's just kind of, we we're hoping to catch, we're hoping to have this, like in a couple years, like have this unstoppable, uh, presence that, that when this stuff comes back around for like the, the, you know, for the, for some people seeing it and stuff like the, and yeah. they'll be like, Oh man, that's, you know, that's badass. And that's like, where, how we want to look and, and have, you know, I'm sure you've had like an influence on, on people in the town, on kids on the town that you don't yeah. realize. Oh yeah, know? for sure. I know we have to go like, we just have to hit it hard so it's yeah. like widespread. And that's just a small part of it, you know? And we have to keep it, we're trying to keep it real to all of our, to anybody that's like, um, that has, uh, you know, come and gone through phases and different things. And we're just like pounding it out and sticking to it. Even though it's hard, it's expensive, yeah. it's sometimes uh, frustrating. And, um, you know, um, just kind of make it happen. So, so Kyle runs the shop on a day-to-day basis. He's here, uh, five or six days a week, just, um, 
you know, and now we're like backlogged with, with stuff like coming down the pipe and, and, uh, people are, um, stoked to get on the list where like some people are, uh, I don't know, maybe they think like they want to know it's going to last, you yeah. know, and that kind of thing. And, and now people are like, Oh shit, you know? And so some people have, uh, even with our big presence in, uh, Pomona and, and Autorama, they're, you know, I mean, Kyle got handed some business cards that he probably didn't think that like, you know, like, Hey, I, you know, I didn't realize like you're this fucking badass. Yeah. But I mean, and then it's like, you just fucking punch him because on the old way we used to do it is like, dude, we fuck, it would take like, it would take a year and you'd have this like, this minor thing because everybody was so because at Kyle was always at the end of the road in the process because he was had to put the fucking icing on the cake right and he's so fucking burnt and like there's no time there's just no time to do that kind of stuff so now it it, and it's proven to just be like boom 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 you know like that that little 27t all the panel fade and stripe work and all that stuff was done in a in like a fucking harbor freight carport on his (laughs) side yard you know and uh and then now everything's kind of like progressing so it's a it's it's super cool but um you know we're being like uh underground kind of like if you know, you know, and like yeah. having like you guys out and other people that, uh, that are excited about seeing this stuff and, and that kind of thing. It's like, uh, it'll always be like that little hide hideout kind of thing. Yeah. And it'll just keep getting like, uh, bigger, you know, and more cars like this already, just like, you know, half a dozen cars got just cranked out of here. And it's yeah. things that, um, his wild ideas and some of my wild ideas that like, and, and some of those people were like, they brought their stuff in with different plans and whether it was, he had the idea, but I also like said, no, fuck it. We're just going to do that. You know? <laughs> and then we, <laughs> even if like, if we're to buy it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've that was kind of the thing. Like, if it was like, if this guy says "fuck you," like that Studebaker was supposed to be uh, quick, quick body work, like clean it up a little bit and paint it satin and and uh, oh man, that was a motherfucker. But uh, it was a big pill to swallow for how much money it took to do that as like a surprise for your buddy (laughs) and that's what that was he didn't even know it was he did he thought he was coming in to see a satin shop truck kind of look and it was sitting in the middle of the floor like fucking fully polished and looking like that (laughs) and uh you know um yeah and then it was like those those type of things that had to had to happen, you know, yeah. um, to, uh, also just to, to show like, you know, like, fuck you, like Kyle's right, you know, <laughs> don't, we, no, we're not going to paint it like your color that you came in with that you saw and, you know, something, it's like, no, like give it to 
what you know what does he want to do you yeah. know and and that and that's a, done that just about every time in a way yeah certainly rather, certainly yeah. A, a steering the project on, on on some level for but sure but with some like balls though too, yeah you know exactly do, do you feel like that's the big difference with having a shop versus doing like small projects on the side is you get a little bit more say of what what you want a, a car that comes out of the shop to look like um I think so. I mean, I, I hope that people always brought stuff to me because they they hoped or knew that I got it, you know, yeah. especially when we're doing, um, for sure, traditional yeah. style cars. For a reason, right? Yeah, I, that was always my hope. But but I, I think now we're, we're certainly uh, really solidifying that. Like, no, you, you are going to bring that car to us <laughs> because... It, you've got a lost car right now. We've all seen them, right? We've yeah. all seen cars where you're like, what direction is this thing going? And it's like, it's like Jeremy and I's vision to like save these little orphans and like, you know, <laughs> redirect them and, 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 and just get them going in the, in the right direction and, and do it in a, in a, like I say, a, a way that's recognizable. I truly, I want my, you know, I consider cars art, yeah. You know, and and I don't want to sound pompous or <laughs> stupid or anything, but they really are. Every everything we do here, everything I put my heart and soul into, is an expression of me. And I, I eventually want to get to that point where people will walk up to cars that I've done, and they'll go, "Man, I bet Kyle Martin did this car." You know, like I can just tell it has his vibe. It, it has this this unique. Um, balance to it yeah. and and to me that's 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 the artistic part of me that wants to do something that's that's uh, very very recognizable as mine but also is different each time so, yeah. so so which I think is pretty much what if you look out look at history you know obviously any artist that's kind of what they're going for. Nobody wants to get labeled as the guy that just put the same stamp on everything, right. you know. Well, I mean, like, that's a noble cause. I mean, you can, you can point to Winfield, and you can point to mm -hmm. Sochi, and, like, you can, you can point to those cars, you For know? sure. So, like, that's... But that, think about this, too, is, like, that we're on, we're even at this pace, if we can um, stick with it, it's going to be the same, it's going to be actually t probably twice as much because like when we're all 90 I how many long, how many how, well but you know like how many cars like when if you're jeans 89 turning 90 that yeah. kind of thing like okay he it's a lost number he can't even you know he can remember a lot but he yeah. probably can't remember everything and uh but it'll be that kind of thing too and like for him for his skill set and talent you know and that's why i was like no, I'm not going to sit back when I have the means to help a, a little bit with this. Like, I'm not going to just let, let that fucking, like, not not flop, but be, like, muted, you know, in yeah. slow motion. Like, we're going to, like, let's push this thing and go, you know, and, and make it happen. And, and historically, I just, like, want to be, like, that fucking little mention in, like, <laughs> something sometime, you know? Up. Like, put, yeah, like... <laughs> You know, but I, I'm, like, really passionate about, like, um, putting his name in, uh, helping him put his name yeah. in, in history is like a, but the production kind of thing uh, helps out tremendously because if we did, um, 
you know, eight or ten cars per year every single year. Yeah. It's like, what's going to happen in five years? It's just going to be like, you know, out there and they're going to be out and they're going to be cruising. They're not, um, we've gone, you see like guys that are selling stuff and trying to like work in the car business and like, uh, uh, in, you know, all these hot rods and customs and this shit is like so fucked up. Like (laughs) I've went and looked at, you know, because I'm always kind of looking for things and opportunities and projects and that kind of thing. And I've looked at, you know, I've had to educate people about how poorly and fucked up their car is that they're trying to sell me or, you know what I mean? And it's like, dude, I've, I've been on one side of a roof and another with a guy that's trying to tell me like, Oh yeah, this is all metal finished. And I was like, okay, look, let's start in a, in a garage in someone's private home with something they love, but they're trying to like make a buck on. Yeah. And we'll start tapping your fingers together with the roof in the middle. And you see, you can feel your finger and your finger tapping each other. Let's, let's go. Come to me. And it, and it goes out to, you know, you can't feel your finger anymore. That's, that's not metal finished. Right. That's just like fucking... Bondo from you know from Orchard Hardware Supply. (laughs) It's probably like all gummed up because they didn't put enough hardener or the wrong temperature or the wrong prep or something. And so everything out of here, and and we have a got to give credit big time to someone that's not here is uh, this guy named uh, Rigo Bernardino, who's uh, Bernardino. Yeah, Bernardino. Yeah, Yeah. uh, instrumental. Instrumental <laughs> professional body man who's this young kid, you know, twenties. You know that he just comes. He comes in here and he does uh, body work um, in preparation for Kyle's work, and he's uh, he does mint just perfect work. You know, and mm-hmm. that's that shows on the on the really on the Studebaker on that um, on that. Uh, 49 Ford pickup, that brown Model A Roadster, uh, Justin Lolly's Roadster, uh, Steve's Roadster, the gold um, Roadster that just came out. Um, that thing was uh, eight weeks ago. That was a bare metal, uh, surface rusted, uh, welded all over the place body that came in here on a cart. Wow. And then in, for Autorama, it's a finished car, minus interior. He's that was like, you know, but as a, a couple of us club guys, we uh, got together on a Sunday and we broke down the car. In yeah. four hours, we took the whole thing apart. And then a couple of weeks later, after some prep and some work from him, he brought in the body. And then Kyle and Rigo uh, just whipped, and Mariano whipped that thing into shape and, uh, and got it ready for the, our deadline. That's of awesome. Autorama. We went back there and we put together the car as a club too, you know. Yeah. And good thing it was a roadster because that's easy. <laughs> it took me, you know, it took me two years to put the chrome on that Oldsmobile. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we took a weekend to build a roadster, you know. That's just how it goes. But um, yeah, we have a lot of stuff um, coming up and a lot of like, crazy stuff too and subtle stuff and like the whole mix of things like uh um 
TJ O'Connor's uh, 56 Ford. It's called the Electric Rose, and it's like a pink, velvet pink kind of color that people like just wouldn't expect, you know? Wouldn't expect it, wouldn't expect to see it. it it's just a beautiful car. It's get, It's in the process of getting finished right now, but that'll come out, and that'll, you know, come out in a really good way. Cool. Uh, we've become also friends with uh, Trent Sherrill, and he's been... Um, coming here every uh, after he found out the stuff that we're doing and got to know us like he's been stopping in um i don't know every couple of weeks it feels like and checking in and that's cool and uh that's that's a big deal because it's like um people at the top uh in their own world are um showing interest yeah. you know do you guys show anything on the on in one of the main rooms at the automobile at, no, yeah. no. Uh, Autorama in the main room. No, no, no. And, and, yeah. and Jeremy and I actually both have some pretty strong feelings about that. That's one of the things we were talking yeah, about on the way over. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, right. No, we're, obviously we're there too. So. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so uh, you know, I'll let Jeremy talk in a minute. But I got approached several times by people who had cars or motorcycles in. In, and this is at uh, Grand National down in Pomona and at Autorama in Sacramento, both of them, and came to us and, and, and came to me and said, hey, that, that Studebaker pickup, man, like, why is that in the suede hall, you know? Why is that in the suede pavilion? And uh, I just said, well, you know, this to me, this, the suede pavilions have, they're, they're more... You take the name suede out of it; they're really they've they've become more just a traditional yeah. building, right? That's Absolutely. what's in there. Traditional cars, um, whether that's early fifties hot rods, you know, um, and later fifties hot rods, and then and then customs throughout that, you know, all the way from fifties into the early sixties style. Sure. Um, that's what's in there, and that's certainly what we're trying to do here: things from those genres. And, and recreating those things, you know, from those genres. And why do I want to show that next to the modern style billet clad car? Why do I want to be next to that guy? Um, yeah. You know, if if that's what you're into, that's awesome. Go go for it. Go look at it. You know. But if but if there's a room where where we can all be um, with more traditionally styled cars at different levels. That's the room I prefer to be in. That's the people that can relate to what I'm doing. That's the people that can relate to what Jeremy's doing, um, whether things are, are mild, you know, or wild. That's just kind of feels like where you belong, you know. Yeah, I, and we pretty much, I mean, we're that's we kind of landed in the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it's like that's that's where we come from. Right. Yeah. So, Suede room. Sure. The the name sort of seems silly at this point because there's not that many suede cars anymore. Exactly. But it's a it's a traditional hot rod and custom room, and that's where we feel the most at home. You know, mm -hmm. like yeah. And 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 Jeremy will add to this too. We stuck around, you know, at Sacramento. They do the awards yeah. for the big show, you know, the main show in that room, and we're looking at these trophies and stuff, and yeah, they're. You know, trophies from the trophy shop. You know, right. with their yeah. little stamp things, and it's embarrassing. Um, <laughs> Jeremy might feel even stronger about it than me, but I would much rather get 
a handmade trophy for some from somebody, um, especially one that looks like it could have existed back then, you know, or or one that has some custom artwork on it, something that somebody really put their time and effort into. That to me is so much more special than the trophy from the trophy shop. But that's <laughs> us too, because we like. We have an artistic thing and a, and a style about us, and we love to display that in our living room or, like, on this, like, shelf. And those other people are, like, like, all like these gold, like, and it's, like, what are you, in fucking Little League, dude? Like, <laughs> awesome. And, yeah. you, and it's, like, in that whole, we have a friend, we have a friend that just about fucking kills himself to build this, like, hundred plus thousand dollar car to be in the indoor show and i feel that he is fucking miserable and he even cleans up sometimes like on winning awards and acknowledgement and that kind of thing but i feel like he's and he's at the top man and he's like look i feel like he's looking out the window at the kids like you know that he's like stuck stuck up in the window like grounded and and, and we're the guys outside like fucking on the rope swing or something you know what i mean and we're like ripping around and he's just like being dangerous yeah and you know and i'm like fuck that that's not where we're going with the like this it the suede palace and suede pavilion and all that stuff that's it needs us to be there and and to me stay there i have arguments with you know some of my uh the guys you know in in the club i'm in you know they a couple of them feel like they're that that we're at this like stepping stone and i'm like no we're fucking holding ground right yeah. here dude like <laughs> you know and and another you know one guy's like yeah no i'm i'm putting my car over there and it's like yeah okay cool you want to be next to that like fucking what is that and what who gives a shit and you're gonna win that little league trophy and like Maybe you're probably not, and you'll get criticized by like Rick Door. Like, fuck that, you know? Like, <laughs> I also think there's something special to, to like showing a car in the sweet room and like kind of like what we were talking about earlier, like the next generation, like seeing it and being inspired by it, like seeing, yeah. seeing it and seeing that it's uh, attainable, you know, it Absolutely. is accessible, it's mm-hmm. not don't have to like $100,000 to Yeah, but we to play. and also too, like when the show is over and all the and all the old guys we talked to too, you know, there wasn't fucking trailers and this right. whole production and like, oh yeah, I got this double decker fucking thing and I'm, you know, like no, dude, all those guys like, you know, were driving cars, their cars home and they you know, whatever. And so that's how we are too. Like we, uh, you saw us going down 80 at eight o'clock at night, kind of tired and fucking had to go to work the next day. And like, we got to get them home and we're all in this caravan and we're all, you know, and we're jamming home and you know, it's like, that's cool. You know? Yeah. There's definitely a point. There's That's the point. What's what's the point outside of that? Right. What? And driving that nice effect. There's a huge difference Just, in attitude between yeah. the show floor in the suede room and yeah. the show floor in the other buildings. Like, the suede room's really not aspirational. Like, we dealt with driving shitty old cars in primer for so long. That yeah. We, you know what? I'm cool with this. Yeah. And 
So yeah. it so happens to, to be nicer now, but it's still like mm-hmm. yeah. I don't I don't need to compete. It's not because and if, if if that's your goal, like if you need to have a Riddler or you need to have like it's just the baggies you're, more you're never gonna pretty. get well yeah, the, the baggies are nice trophy. You see the top of it with the like inlaid globe with oh. like and there's like a hand holding it. Sorry, there's, sorry. I'm like, there's nice trophies, but I, that's I your want goal, a fucking beatnik I want a beatniks award. The booger one? I want a beatniks award. <laughs> I didn't win a beatniks award with a booger on it. Like that's a, that's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and I think those guys are, are fucking cool. Well, and they're it, keeping it real too, you know. Absolutely. If if getting the biggest trophy on the biggest stage is your goal, it's yeah. simply unattainable. There's always something bigger, but you know? it's like, so you, you're such a fucking unhappy motherfucker at that point. Yeah. You really are because you put in so much money and effort, and then if that one second you get the heartbreak of not winning, and you just like you just got a fucking divorce, and you got a second mortgage, and you got this thing that's like they can't get a rock chip or you're fucked. Right. You know, it's like, you don't ever get to drag it or yeah, anything. there's no way, you know, like we have another friend that is like pushed into just saying, fuck it. He's the most talented person, like a fabricator wise and uh-huh. machinist. And, uh, he just did that kind of stuff. Like went for that big show, big, yeah. big stuff and went to the top and, and then had, you know, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't like this, like fucking fireworks and stuff that you think that's going to happen. It's like, Oh no, you know, whatever, you know, like, or like, Oh cool. Yeah. You're awesome. But someone's coming up and going to kick your ass like (laughs) on the next one, unless you keep going in that game. And you know, sometimes people get too hooked up on like what everybody else is thinking about. Yeah. But that's the thing too. Like people get pissed off and burnt out and, uh, it's not about car shows. Right. It's not about car shows. The car shows are, are a little thing that like is an addition, but it's not about car shows. It's about it's about really what do you have, what do you drive, what are you doing, and and that's it. That tells yeah. the whole story right there. I'd rather see any one of these in the grocery store parking lot. <laughs> and we talk about that too. Definitely. Like yeah. you get blinded and and just like uh overwhelmed overwhelmed and it nothing's really it all everything that like is super special becomes not special but if i saw that oldsmobile in a freaking in front of a bar or something i would just be like i i would walk over there and just be like oh what what's up what's it what's this what's up yeah excited yeah you yeah i've always said that there's there's cars you walk by at a car show but in a parking lot it like work or yeah. grocery mm-hmm. store it's like the coolest thing ever yeah, yeah. like uh, you were driving down international the other day and saw like a track 55 flyby right yeah but like, I, I tried to flip around and chase it but international's a fucking shit show so it's like i lost <laughs> it like, if that was like shoved in some fairgrounds you made a you may have walked right past it and never sure. made an yeah. I, I saw a guy uh i think yesterday when i was going home or some sometime just in a, in the last uh day or two and it was this uh it was a it was like 55 olds four door slammed with like straight pipes on it the guy had a beard and i've never seen him before i've never seen the car but i'm just like breaking my neck to see it go by like look at it in my mirror and i'm like dude that's you know it's cool just to see it out and that's and that's hopefully what 
they're thinking of me too if they were in their regular work truck or like whatever and they are like fuck man you know and like that and then and then the hot rodding thing is a whole different story like we uh the cops here are so like fucking cool about this stuff and like we know them and and (laughs) you know that kind of thing and and we just get away with whatever like it you know one time i was in a model a a uh, little sport coupe roadster thing that I had and I was like uh, driving down to my shop or someplace at night and I was going down a main drag with a flathead with like lake pipes on it it was loud and I was picking up speed so I could slingshot into a neighborhood <laughs> and not have to accelerate through the neighborhood because yeah. the car alarms would go off and all that kind of stuff and uh a cop saw me speeding and then making a tight turn into this neighborhood. And I cut, and it's right, actually right down the street here. And he pulls up, pulls me over. I'm like, fucking God damn it. You know? And, uh, I had, uh, you know, Pontiac taillights with a glass lens. And he walks up and he goes, he goes, did you hit your brakes when you went around that corner? And I'm like, (laughs) uh, maybe, but I wasn't trying to, you know, I was trying to get some speed to get in there. And he's like, you're trying to get some speed to go into a residential neighborhood? And I was like, yeah, because I didn't want to make noise. And he goes, your taillights are too dim. And I'm like, well, it's a glass lens. It's like a 1950, you know, it's a real glass lens, like red glass lens. And he's like, he's oh, yeah, I got a a, a, a 67 Camaro, man. It's badass. Like, it tells me all about it. I'm like, okay, we're cool. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, no, and they don't, they don't even fuck with us at all. Like That's awesome. nothing, they you know. Words. No, right. they, we we know them now too, and they know who we are, and we don't, you know. That's like cool. some of the top guys are like, we know them, you know, and they're just kind of like, okay. I mean, you can't like drive drunk and fucking blow stop signs, yeah. <laughs> but other than that, we're good. So oh, yeah, we're coming up on two hours so okay. before it gets too long was there anything else that uh, do you have any like cars in particular you want to talk about or uh, um, you? certain things at the shop we want to we want to like really nail there's times in life to be to be safe um, with your with your build or with your car that you're doing mm-hmm. you know if you're obviously if you're going for uh, you know early 50s traditional hot rods there's going to be a certain way to, to build that and put that together and there's certain parts to use and, and, and I understand all that, um, but there seems to be lately a whole nother level of snobbery that's that's come along with that of, of seeking out you know amazing uh, rare parts that are from the era you yeah. know and, and are we talking about Trump? <laughs> well, uh, you, 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 I'm not gonna. No, I it's a, it's something in every show. It's, it's, mean, it's yeah, it's, yeah, for sure. It exists everywhere. Um, a trog could be a definite catalyst in some of this. Uh, there's just there's this you know overall feeling, and and what's happened, and, and it's not necessarily the shows or the people, but that that uh, snobbery is is starting to creep in and spread a little bit and it's getting into people's heads about what what was and what shouldn't be and people are defining things and drawing very hard lines about stuff and uh and and jeremy and i kind of we want like no part of that i uh, 
everybody gets into this hobby at whatever level they can afford to do. And if certain guys can afford to build a period correct car and it's a $200,000 car or whatever, that's great. That's mm -hmm. awesome. I'm glad you can do it, you know. Um, uh, but don't knock, you know, don't knock the guy that uh, decided to go with a different period or decided to, that, you know, he couldn't afford to seek out all those uh, super rare parts and all that stuff. Um, uh, so, so that, so that, that what's creeping into the, to the hot rod world and custom world is that, that it's almost becoming really like safe. Everybody wants to take this real safe approach to building their car, you know, like, Ooh, this is, they wouldn't have done this and they wouldn't have done that. And they're drawing those hard lines. So, so you end up, eventually you end up with this car that's just, let's face it, it's kind of boring. It's sure. not, there's nothing exciting to look at on it it's it's pretty dull and yeah you followed all the rules and you built this very by the book period correct hot rod but a lot of people are going to walk right past it because it's not that exciting to, to look at to me the most exciting and the most boring car can be a chop mark you know yeah. like it can Absolutely. either be the coolest thing you've ever seen or yeah. another chop mark mm -hmm. that looks sort of like something you've seen before exactly yeah. it's and, a, and there's uh, all those too like the what what color is your shoebox? Right. What color is your 53, 54 Chevy? Like, it's like, and there's those pictures that are out there too. It's like every like tone and color right. in a row and they're all there. And it's like, man. And even like, yeah, like shoeboxes and Mercs and the, all the, there's probably one that looks exactly like your car out there. And so it's right. like, you know what I mean? And, and that's, so taking some stuff outside of, uh, the norm, you know, and, and, uh, it, it's, it's so important, you yeah. know, it's so, and then the guys that were taking risks that we idolized from back then, you know, like the, like all, all the, all, I don't even have to say, you know, like it's like in this, in our thing, it's kind of like this mainstream, you know, like, um, you know, Watson, Barris, Winfield, like Ayala brothers, you know, right. all that kind of stuff is like we, but those those guys were taking uh, risks, and they were taking oh, yeah. risks with uh, brand new cars. Yeah. So it just, it, we really have to remember that because we're all working with it, this shit that's like old to us. Right. Either but we're gonna fix it or it's gonna crash. off the car yeah. lot. Yeah, <laughs> or like, or yeah, they're they're taking wreck cars, but they were in a lot of cases they were taking uh, the guy would leave the dealership, go home, and eh, kind of him and haw and think about his purchase and. And then say, you know, I want something a little different, and I'm going to yeah. take it down to these guys and make it special for me. And uh, and they would take uh, major risks with people's uh, property, which is awesome <laughs> too. And uh, and then like um, stuff that just stands the test of time too. You know, yeah. that uh, it, look at it now, look at it in a black and white picture. It could have been from from then or you know whatever you know we have a lot of like little pages like magazines from and and kind of like take and like oh yeah like come up with something like that you know and so it's, yeah. it's progressing in that in that way which is actually going backwards technically <laughs> progressing backwards yeah uh, we're going backwards yeah yeah so yeah on, on that uh you know on that topic of safe and, and we're you're walking that fine line of just being boring. Yeah. Uh, Jeremy and I don't want to always play it safe. Um, 
That's why we did things like his 55 Chevy pickup and we did those flames, you know, just crawling off the bottom of the car <laughs> and blowing back and, and having the tails a little more widespread and, and seaweedy. They're um, so good, though. So, so good. Thanks. Like, nailed it. Thanks. And then, so the next phase on that truck is, like, the change. Because it was, it was a flat black yep. shop truck with black wheels and um, bigger, like, radial tires and, and that kind of thing. And so now we're shifting it, and all the black on the inside will become that pearl white of the flames, and the inside will lighten up, and it will do, like, a lot of... Uh, upholstery work like the it'll have a tone of cover and it'll have a big red diamond in it and and all that kind of stuff so it'll dress up so that was like a quick run at like here let's start this shit up because yeah. people some people hate and don't understand how flames work no, and there the, has the, to the be flames is like there's there's oh there's oh totally yeah like just flames blanket flames no i know but in general people are like oh no you don't want to do that but they have to be there to exist and keep their place in time you know and so and panel fades and and all the other uh all his other tricks it's like that we have to stay with stick with it and you know and keep some uh wild shit coming out consistently and and that's what you'll see like crab claw, yeah, like that's yeah, yes, yes. oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> but just basic is like, ah, yeah, that's, yeah, you know, yeah, no, and that's it. You know, if, if we would have left that truck sat in black, you'd walk, it'd be one of those cars, you'd walk right by it. There's nothing yeah. real special about it, yeah. Out in a parking lot, you might stop and look at it, but at a show, you're certainly not going to look at it, and, and we feel like now. Whether you love it or hate it, you're probably still going to look, stop by and look yeah. at it, you know. And that's, and that, yeah. that we like that. We like. And when regular vehicles. people think like you're the coolest fucking guy out there <laughs> driving that thing, or or my chick driving it, it's like, you know, there's almost been car accidents over that. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. just, and everything, not just that. So anyway. Yeah, yeah, doing cars that are uh, that are polarizing, you know, that, that, that people either love or hate. Uh, yeah. I, I, both of us have this like, like secret need inside to you know to do that because yeah. shake it up, yeah, shake it up and, and offend people and, and well, bring it back know. to what you were saying. Cars is art earlier, like yeah. good art, like yeah. elicits a response. You right. know, it's exactly. not just something it, you see. I argue it's not art unless it a response. Right, like it, that's, right. that's the point. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you yeah. have to react to it with anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. otherwise it's it could be a, a painting of a landscape, and you <laughs> could be like, "Fuck, that's a nice." landscape right. <laughs> <laughs> i wish i was there or like that's beautiful or whatever you know exactly. it's like okay yeah it can be that some way, some way. Yeah. or be like fuck this i hate this but like you have good reasons to hate it like that's yeah. cool too you know yeah. like yeah. whatever yeah. yeah and that's it we, you know we know people that that are walking the safe line and they hate that truck you know they, they hate <laughs> it you know and and, and it's like you can't teach everybody everything, you know, but right. you want to sit them down and say, hey, you know, why, yeah, where does that come from? Why do you hate it? You know, what, yeah. what makes you, is it, because artistically, is it balanced? Yeah. You know, is <laughs> yeah. it, uh, you know, are the colors, do you, do you are find, aesthetically pleasing yeah, aesthetically together? pleasing, yeah. are yes. the flames aesthetically pleasing? Does it have a flow to it? Yeah, it has all those elements that yeah. make up art. 
So why do you hate it so much? You I know? put I I like on Instagram. I po- I posted like a sneak peek of a reflection in Chrome of the flames like behind. It was in it was in one of the spotlights, uh-huh. and, and I have this friend that's like cynical and like fucking whatever, and uh, and he goes. I pulled up in it. We're gonna we're going up to midnight mass. I pulled up and he like he's all he's all dude. I was so bummed that you did flames and I'm like <laughs> I'm like really and he's all you know. But now it looks really good, dude. <laughs> like well, fuck you too. <laughs> Let's go, you know. <laughs> and that's it. That's like we said that blanket statement of flames. Well, yeah, I could tell somebody that we flamed that truck. And yeah. what are they picturing? They're pitching, picturing yellow, orange, orange red yeah. down the side. The you know? Or just on the hood. <laughs> yeah, or just on the hood, stops yeah. on the doors, you know, with a blue pinstripe around them. And, uh, of course, they're going to be like, oh, God, you did that, you know? And uh, Which, there's a place for those, too, you know? I mean, it's, your own, you know? But yeah, exactly, in, uh, for sure. Okay, so in 20 years, that truck, th- that truck will be totally done as far as it'll ever go this year. And in 20 years, it'll look exactly the same with wear, and it'll show up. And when we're all st- standing around, like looking at magazines that are from today, but right. later in life, uh, it's going to be that thing like, there. oh, there's that, you know, and that had it kept its placehold, you know, just like all of our stuff in some way. It may not be popular. And like winning trophies and all that kind of stuff right now, but at some point it's going to be an icon, iconic, like uh, you know, uh, part of this history that we're keep yeah. keeping alive. You know, totally. So it's cool. You, I you don't hear a lot of people talking about the impact of their stuff in the future. It's really a, yeah. It's really awesome to hear you guys like considering how this is going to fit into to history and yeah. Because obviously, like, what happened in the past is so important to you guys to, to nail the look and nail the... It's the to, only thing that's important. Yeah. Um, and then to keep it alive and to be out now. But, uh, like, all I think about, you know, on other in another way is, like, you know, uh, like my little stepdaughter showing, like, there's something in our house or something, and, and for someone, one of her friends to be like, that's that's your fucking, you know that's your stepdad's car or something it's like uh and she can just say yeah and he's got a bunch more that look like that and and it's like that's cool you know i mean it's just it's history you know and so i don't have the story that he does sure with with kyle's family and all that stuff and he grew up into it but i can start it yeah uh now and keep it i'm not starting it now but i can um i can be the first one you know, yeah, you're making history, making history. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You're making your own history. And, and I think that's super important to be like the supportive one in your family. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. yeah. The one that stabbed the fucking flag in the ground and like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And said, look, this is it now, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah, exactly. We're, I'm going to live a little bit differently than everybody else. Yeah. I don't want to drive a fucking minivan. I don't no. want to, you know, not that there's anything wrong with minivans, but anyway, uh, there's a lot. Of there's a lot wrong, wrong with it. You know, I'm not, I'm not gonna buy my, <laughs> not gonna buy my Kirkland jeans from Costco. You know, yeah. and like, uh, 
and wear my due balance. eBay, they're cheaper on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> and just and like, yeah, sit in front of my computer and do whatever I'm doing or whatever, and then decorate my house with shit from Target and Ikea or whatever. You know, Is like, there anybody else you'd like to offend? Yeah, yeah, I, I know. We just did a lot there. Clearly, it's Coles. Do we want to get political for a moment? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go, yeah. yeah no, uh, We're trying to keep America great again with, yeah. uh, with custom cars. <laughs> No, it's just that that whole thing is that it's, it's that disposable society that we we all know we live in, and it sucks. And I think that's a reason we all like vintage stuff, vintage cars, um, custom stuff, because that, that's from a time when when things mattered and, and well, things, people took pride in. Things. Yeah, there was pride. There was pride in America. There was pride in everything we did. And, uh, and even appliances like our, yeah, our toaster, our iron are both yep. like from like the 40s and the 50s. Yep. Like when the the iron went out, this is so stupid. We can cut this out, but <laughs> when our iron went out, right? It like the the wire like popped and smoked and mm-hmm. got all stupid. But I loved my iron, right? I loved it. It was nice. It was heavy. It worked <clears> good. So I went online, figured it out, bought bought new bought a new cord for it, rewired the iron. Works just fine. I didn't have to throw it away. Didn't go to Target. No. Didn't buy a new plastic one. Exactly. Like, you that cool cloth wrap. Yeah, I got a cloth wrap for it. Yeah, nice. For it. Yep. It's, nice. It's super so it still cute looks. Now. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. But that's it. Things were repairable, and yeah. every, everything in your house was repairable. Serviceable. You know? Serviceable. Yeah. 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 All and, of, like and, all of our like our. And none of that's that way anymore. Our fridge and our oven are both like old as shit. Like. They're cheaper, but also <laughs> because you can fix them if they break. Yeah, so so that's I, I think at, at, at our core, you know, it is it is that you know, it's just that. Yeah, don't I don't want to live like everybody else lives, and, and and live in this disposable and like embrace and just love this disposable society that we live in. I don't want to. I don't want anything to do with it. You know. There was something I wanted to, to ask you. I, the, the respect that you show Kyle here as a, the guy running the shop is so, like, refreshing and impressive. Do you think that, I mean, you, you've had an HVAC shop since you were pretty young. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's maybe where that comes from, like being able to trust people with your investment? It's, it's um, really impressive. Like, not a lot of people can do that. Yeah, no, it's just, it's a, it's uh I don't know. I don't know where. Thank you for saying that, but uh, um, I don't know where it, that comes from. I guess it's just like how, um, you know, I uh, I think I the people that I really believe in and um, have a lot of respect for. That's just how I treat them. Where whether it's like um, other you know people that work in in my company that uh, are really there to. Um, perform and, and, and leave, uh, a mark, you know, that's, uh, I just have like ultimate respect for them. And, and I have, uh, there's a lot of people that I do not have respect for. So it's like, it's like, you know, it's like this, you know, so it's like a black and white kind of thing, or, I mean, there's a gray in the middle, but it's like, um, it's, you know, yeah, I, I, when I believe in something, I will, uh, just go hard to make sure it, you know, whatever we, whatever we have, um, happen, you know, we can, we can, uh, just live through it. Yeah. 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 It's so refreshing, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's not, and then another thing, it's like, that's what, uh, the stress and like, uh, and like the anxiety of like, um, the business side of this is yeah. what kills it, right? Because yeah. any, anybody that's, uh, trying to do this, like, um, primarily and, and, and make a living, it just, it ruins it for them. They can think, it's like, you know, just hating, they want to do something that they, thought they loved and it turns into something they hate because they have to do it for a living right. and they have to stress and strain and lose sleep and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, you know, um, I think that that's pr partially it, you know, that, um, not for this shop, but that, um, that, uh, that there's some, uh, financial stability in, in what I do. And that has, that is, uh, all on me too, you know, like I don't have, like my family was like, Oh, we want you to be something else. You know, they did. Yeah. And I, <laughs> you know, I went against that and just paved the way to, for myself. And so this is like, this is something important to me to, uh, to involve, uh, Kyle in and, and then Kyle carries this like torch over here, you know, um, just even, we had this, like, we, we dreamed up this, like, he did. I had a car that, that I was just ready to throw away. I, I drug it out of my driveway. I bought it from a, from a friend that needed some help with some money, and, and it came over here. It's at Plymouth outside. Yeah. And uh, Kyle's like, what if we do, what if we do this, this, and this, and this, <laughs> and came to me three days ago or two days ago with this uh, plan, like, let's, <laughs> you know, go through and you guys could, you guys could take a look at that and you can see where I I'm reading shitty spotlights. Yeah. <laughs> no, like we have, so this car is like left for dead kind of thing. That's cool. Tons of money uh, from someone else had been put into it and I just like lost my, uh, like patience with it and I didn't, um, I was too busy to be, to have that creative awesome. thing for that car and, uh, and, uh, he, and so he just, this is the kind of shit that he comes to me with and says like, Hey, what if we do this? And I'm like, yeah. And then he put, you know, let's do all this. And it's 3,500 bucks. And I'm like, no, it's 5,500. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But you know, and we'll probably, after all that, you know, we'll probably love it and it'll start higher, but you know, whatever. But Anyway, so it's, it's really fun. And then my, my job and my trade is, it can be monotonous. It can be difficult, hard, annoying. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a blue collar kind of trade. People here get so agitated about their personal comfort, you know, and it, it just, uh, so it's, it's really stressful. And I'm, I'm like in this like rat race kind of a thing all the time. And yeah. so this is my, this is my like, special place to cut. I love to like get off work and, and come hang out with, with, uh, Kyle and we dream up like ideas. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I know. Pull, pull and you guys, out, I'll, you know, you I'll show you the, the uh, other, other shop standards. too, yeah. you know, and like, it's, that's where like all like fabrication and rough stuff, happens and, and that kind of thing and the idea is like where i can like be at a point where i'm not right now i'm too busy to do this but i want to be like after hours i want to be over in my little 
things are ready, I bring them over here and then he takes them from there. You know, that's the idea, you know? And so, um, I have all the tools and, um, gaining more and more, uh, skill to do any of that stuff, you know? Awesome. Yeah. So anyway, it's, uh, it's all good, man. That's well, probably a perfect place to wrap it up. But man, thank you guys so much for your time. This was a lot of thank, fun. Thanks yeah, for coming out. No, we I'm really, you, you know, really uh, appreciate your interest and we want to um, leave our mark, you know, that's how you do it. All right. There you have it. Thank you so much for listening. You know, I'm really glad I got in that question at the end about, uh, about Jeremy and Kyle working together so well, because I, I really mean it. I mean, it's so impressive. I personally have struggled with trust and, uh, and self-confidence to where hiring someone or creating a shop and putting someone else inside of it is just almost unimaginable. So I know uh, from this interview, that's one thing that I'm walking away with is, uh, you know, it's no uh, it's no blow to the ego to have someone else who's also talented do the work. There's nothing wrong with jobbing stuff out or farming stuff out. You know, it's uh, it comes down to how much do you want to be able to create in life. If you want to be able to create a lot, sometimes you're going to have to rely on other people to do that. And uh, getting there is a huge, huge milestone in just becoming an awesome human being. So it's something I'm definitely going to work on myself. Anyways, it's been a long episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. I got some really excited stuff uh, coming down the pipe for you guys. But until then, uh, I'll see you guys next time. I'll start posting some stuff on the blog about this episode in the next day or two. I'll continue uh, filtering the the pictures in through Instagram and if you see anything you like have any other questions about or have any other great ideas for show feel free free to hit me up Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Bomb City Blog or you can email me at Nick that's N-I-C at bomb-city.com just like the URL of my blog Uh, there's a contact form on the website too I've been told that doesn't always work so if you hear this just shoot me an email shoot me a DM or you know just uh, mention me on Instagram I'm pretty good about getting back to people on that. All right. Okay, for real this time, we've made it to the end. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next time.